Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. Join the discussion by dialing 724-447-444. Call ID 90337. Hey, what's going on? What's happening? It's Chris here. It's uh, Monday, October the 2nd of 2017. So how y'all doing? Uh, let's see who came out. All right. We got uh, Adam Miller, Ardvark, Cologne, 99, Kilo, Kalita Brigante, Mahatma Coat, Mapchick, Mighty Hubris, Not So Freemason, prison, Prisoner Number 6, Nature Never Lies, Richard Roy, Slimer, Way 57, Southwest Missouri. Good. All right. Cool. Wow. Let's see. Let's see. Nutty craziness and all that, but uh, yeah. Before I go into uh, talking about uh, the topic du jour, I'll read this quick quote that says, uh, "The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook." And that's attributed to William James. The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. And, uh, yeah, John John Adams sent me that one. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, knowing what to overlook. Well, wanna, yeah, I want to thank my... Uh, Got a couple of donors that sent sent in donations. Uh, thanks to to Peter. Thanks, man. And uh, Grandma Tony sent me a nice card, a donation. I appreciate that very much. Really nice. And uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, appreciate donations. Helps keep keep things rolling and uh, keeps uh, everything in. Uh, Funded and going along expenses here and there that I run into, and uh, yeah, and the work put into it, and and all that. I really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, I got. I'll play that. I got an ad request from Peter. He wants to hear about the uh, USA Patriot Wilderness Survival Seed Storage Bank into the World Seed Pack. So we'll put that advertisement on when I go to the, a break. And I got a uh, notice that a caller inner is on. 
hold. So um, there was a concert, and then there was a shooting at a concert. That's according to the news media. But uh, if you want to talk about the news media, I'll have to go into how... um, Oh, there's been court cases that have have uh, determined that it's it's acceptable for the media to lie. Like their job is not to tell you the truth. They they can lie to you legally. There's no repercussions against lying. Uh, what I'm talking about. Um, New World Communications of Tampa, Inc. versus Acre, A-K-R-E, 866-S-O-2-D, 1231-2003. If you want to look that up, that's what the judge declared. So yeah, the news can lie. They were trying to put out a story about growth hormone in milk, and the reporters thought that they could... Uh, run with that story and then they got ended up eventually getting fired because the oh because the people in charge didn't want that story to run like it was they said oh it would hurt our advertising or whatever their uh excuse was but um so they so the reporters tried to come back and sue and the judge said uh no you should have just still did what you were told that's your job tell lies of necessary. If that's what your boss tells you to do, you need to go ahead and lie. That's your job. Uh, I think it's important to bring that up. But that's on the record, by the way. It's official part of the record. You can look up that court case if you want. Uh, so the point bringing it up, it's on the record. Whether you believe that was a real court case or whatever, it's on the record. The media can legally lie. Uh, there is no repercussions or um, there's a case I brought up before, Seraphim versus the FCC, where if you don't like the media lying to you, you can go to the FCC, and then you can, uh, I guess, petition the court to not renew their license because they uh, have to get a license from the state. And I guess the FCC is overseeing that. And I contacted an attorney at the uh, FCC, and they told me about this case, and it's the only known case where somebody tried to get the license revoked from CBS, and it was over a story about how they misrepresented, uh, oh, Serbian people or something to that effect. I guess you can look it up if you want, but um, the judge ruled, uh, no, can't uh, refuse CBS or license for totally misrepresenting an entire people because, you know, there's this really high bar set that you have to prove intent. You have to then, and then they can always come back and say, well, this report ran and you know, plausible deniability. We didn't know that it was false and on and on. So there's a lot of stuff that would go into virtually 
the way I read the way I read it and the way that uh, they laid out the stipulations, the, the the requirements for a license not to be renewed is like you basically would have to have like um, uh, mind reading capabilities and all this other crap. In other words, it's virtually impossible to do anything to the media for just blatantly misrepresenting something or just outright lying. Uh, so there's that. So if you're going to come here and listen to this podcast and start calling me a nutball for being skeptical of the media, just keep that in mind that it's totally perfectly legal for them to lie to you. They have no obligation to tell you the truth. Fox News is listed under entertainment on the Fox website. Talked about that before. Just to uh, just to recap that stuff, we're going to talk about this because uh, yeah, so far I've looked at some stuff here and there, and. Um, I don't see certain things that they would make this a, a an actual shooting event. Like what specifically you might ask as well. Uh, yeah, I saw Mahatma Coates link he put in there. I'll talk about that here in a minute. It's a. I think when when a bunch of people got shot, as many as they said, a hundred some of them were injured. I've only seen one piece of footage. I'm not, so this doesn't actually prove anything one way or another, but um, I've only seen one piece of footage where they have what looks like ambulances and they're tending to this. And this female is sitting there and she looks like she may have some, a bit of blood on her leg, around her knee. Looks like she may have fell and scraped her knee and they show show them attending to her. But, um, I would I would think what would be standard in a, in a mass casualty situation, if it was real, there would be uh, what they call triage, where they set up the ambulances and the EMTs on site, and they say, oh, if you're injured, we come check you out. If you're critical, they immediately take you to the hospital. It's a triage means they're sorting through the uh, casualty, sorting through the injuries, and and and. And whoever needs immediate care, they give immediate care. Whoever needs to go to the hospital, whoever needs to be maybe life-flighted to some distant place or something like that where they have heart specialists or something like that, they do that. Something that's standard, I believe. I'm not a tech, I'm not an EMT, but uh, and that's missing from uh, this depiction of the so-called shooting. I don't, maybe that's out there. Maybe somebody could send me someone if they see it. But that's the only, I only saw just a really brief snippet of some EMTs tending to somebody. And they're, and they're telling us that hundreds of people, hundreds of people have injured. Uh, another question, are there any in critical condition? Like, what is, the, what is going on there? Well, like with the Pulse nightclub shooting, they had the guy that got shot four times in the back, they said. And he was out of the hospital the very next day. Shot with a high-velocity rifle a military grade, high velocity, uh, and got out of the hospital the next day. That's what they said. But uh, are there going to be any stories like that in this? I don't know. Remains to be seen. But uh, 58 people did, they say. 
And uh, you can look this up for yourself. It's like this is something that uh, I don't think a lot of people are aware of. Even people that are out, you know, trying to expose this stuff for being fake, and they're and they're. I I don't I don't agree with a lot of analysis out there because I think on on this particular issue they have it backwards. It's like oh they're you know if kind of like the idea that, oh, if you get shot with a gun, like you should be expecting arms and heads flying off of people and bodies being cut in half and shred and blood spurting everywhere. It's like, no, I've talked about this before, how like these AR-15s, they typically shoot like a 223 round. I I've, I've shot guns. I've been around guns. I'm kind of familiar with the some of this. And it's it's the whole idea behind it it's a high it's a high velocity around it shoots out of the gun really fast you see the big cartridge that's got the gunpowder in it that doesn't come out of the gun by the way uh the part that comes out of the gun is just the just the end of it the the they call it that that's actually the round that's the that's the thing that flies out of the gun it's generally made out of copper and uh but but i'm bringing all this up to point out and I've talked about this before, how there's like a 90, statistically, there's a 90% survival rate if you got shot, if you get shot, um, kind of across the board, you know. And, uh, and I was reading some stuff about the 223 round. There's also another round that's very, I think 556 or something like that, that's very a close approximation to the 223 round. Standard military, there's I think the 556 if I'm not mistaken, is a standard NATO round, and um, the and, and I was reading up on the kind of uh, technical specifics of the round, why they use that in combat situations, and the way I understood it is that that's a high velocity round. It, it goes into you. It creates damage. What the, it's designed to do is create internal bleeding, and then you'll bleed out. But if you can get to medical attention within, uh, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, you know, the standard time it kind of takes to get to a hospital to emergency attention, then you'll generally survive. And this was according to this uh, uh, specifications I was looking at on the, on these rounds and why they use them. So they're, they don't use heavy guns and heavy ammunition there's all these logistical considerations that come into it when talking about rounds so that's why it's a smaller round it's portable and on and on and then it's it has you know if you're out in a combat situation and um you can shoot somebody with that and it's going to incapacitate them and it's um it's not really designed to instantly kill somebody like the idea that all oh, these are so high powered and they just blow your head off and blow you apart it's like no they don't but there is a 90 percent survival rate which is what i'm trying to say and there's a, a a book out by an expert on the subject that's has uh, i believe he's a dog he's a ballistics expert and it's uh the name escapes me i'll have to maybe put it in the notes or something so there's that. And then they're saying there's 58 dead, dead. It's like, come on. Really? Um, I got this. 
clip here that I clipped out, audio snippet. I'll cue this up. Uh, so I found this over at Clues Forum. And, yeah, I'll just play it. You can take a listen. And then I'll comment. Yeah, I got it right here. Okay. So there you go, yeah. So this off, uh, I found that at Clues Forum, and there was a, it's a video, it's supposedly there on the scene, and you hear her basically saying, um, kind of paraphrase what she's saying. It's kind, of, it's really hard to hear part of what part of what she's saying, but she's, you can pretty clearly hear her say, um, I don't, I don't see, I can see people laying on the ground, but I don't see anybody injured. And then she says, I'm not, I'm not buying it right now. I'm not buying this right now. And then she starts to say something else. And then the, and then you hear the clackety clack of the, whatever that was sound effect or, uh, of the gun. That, um, is very interesting. So, you know, like I always say, I wasn't there. So did people die or whatever? But this is a, allegedly a person that was there and uploaded the video and said, "I'm not buying it right now." Oh, you're not buying it right now? So you're it, getting shot at by and you you can't ascertain whether it's really happening or not. So that would tell me right there, I I don't really believe that somebody's going to be on the scene and not know that they're actually being fired on as opposed to um, something else. So make of make of that what you will, but uh, yeah, I'm not buying it either. And like I said, where's all the ambulances? And where's the triage? And where's the standard procedures for handling something like this? Uh, like I said, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's out there or not. And uh, and John sent me this. Uh, Actually, this comes from Infowars, but uh, I think it's still pretty interesting. Here's um, I'll play this. This is from the uh, not. This is from the emergency calls between the cops. This is something I thought this is pretty interesting. Control three three eight, rising UMC trauma. Control three three five. I haven't seen any uh, flashes from Mandalay, but if it is coming from Mandalay, there is a uh, strobe light coming from one of those windows on the east side. So he's saying there's a strobe light coming from one of the windows. And there's like a, a guy on Facebook that posted some video. And uh, let me post this in the chat while I'm running my mouth here. 
And uh, so Infowars is saying second shooter, which is is standard with these things. Like they say, oh, there's a second shooter at Sandy Hook. Oh, there's a second shooter at the Aurora, Virginia Tech. There's always a second shooter every time if you notice this. And that's sort of like the it's, it's sort of for standard conspiracy theorists to latch on to, like, oh, this is MK Ultra, false flag. But people really getting shot, people really dying, and there's multiple shooters as if there's like SEAL Team 7 is on the scene and they're MK Ultra'd out. Maybe you've got brain chips or something, all this stuff you hear about, and they're killing people for real. But I, I'm just pointing out that there's no real, doesn't seem to be any evidence so far that people actually got shot. But anyway, I'll post this into the chat. Yeah, there's a strobe light, and you can see it. And there's some footage here. There's some links to it, and the guy's showing it. And there's, like, the sign here in the middle, and it's like it looks like a strobe light in the window. But it's down low, way lower than where the shooter allegedly was on the 32nd floor. And uh, you don't see nothing on the 30, where the 32nd floor would be at all. So I'll post this in the chat. Check it out. Do 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 do. Wop. Boom. There it is. So Mahatma Coast sent me a a link in the chat here. Uh, Las Vegas massacre, false flag. The suspect killed was a flat earther. <laughs> <coughs> The suspect killed in Las Vegas massacre was a flat earther going to, to the first flat earth convention in Las Vegas. So they're having a flat earth convention in Las Vegas? Is that the flat earth? If, is that the one that they... Is it Vegas? Uh, I, I guess. I posted that earlier. Oh, I mean, I'm not a flat earther. I'd make the fun of it. But So the guy's there for the flat earth conference and shoots up. How does this make any sense? If you're going to go to Vegas, right, and you're going to and you have plans to go to a flat Earth convention, and then at the same time you happen to be toting around ten weapons and some, you know, some high-powered full auto stuff, and then he did the he did the shooting on the crowd sort of as an app as a, on a whim, like he. He was down there gambling and got pissed off that he was losing and said, "Ah, oh, you know what? The fuck! I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot some shit up tonight." And then just started blasting out the window. Is that is that the idea? So if you're no, what I'm saying is like if if you if uh, he he's going to the flat Earth convention, wouldn't you think he went specific? He would go there. I mean, don't you have to have some planning to do this? They said he had 10 weapons, and he brought them up to the floors, and he had to get them past uh, any kind of scrutiny. Hey, what are you doing with all those guns, sir? None of that. You know, just um, they say 10 weapons. I don't know with the with the media or any, any of these reports or anything. It's like, I, you know, what are you going to take away from that? 10 weapons? Because nowadays they consider a, a, a wine opener a, a weapon or a, or a bottle opener or whatever. Oh, ten weapons. What does even that mean? But um, there's a lot of suspicion that about the massacre because the police could get uh, the police could get to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel Casino in only three minutes. 
The new Las Vegas shooting conspiracy has been exposed already by InfoWars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. So what is, what is this article and where is this from? Are they really saying uh, that the guy was going to a flat earth? Flat earth uh, convention? I don't know. Maybe this is uh maybe this is totally bogus, I don't know. Don't know. So there you go. Is it real? Were people really getting shot up? I just uh plead a Gante says, please, God, make it be Jaredism. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, yeah, Jaredism shooting up the shooting up the show. I it, that would be pretty outrageous. Um see OJ was there in town and uh, and John sent me a link to that where it's like, yeah, J- OJ just happened to be he just got out of jail being in there nine years. And he just happened to be nearby where this happened. And then I got to think about that. I said, man, that would be great if uh, o- if they had OJ be the shooter. But um, no, that, I guess that would be a little too over the top. But are they saying this guy's a flat earther? On he's going So what does he thought he would get away with it and then go to the flat earth conference? I don't know. That that's kind of sketchy. Do 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 ba 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 ba. ba. Um, interesting. And then, okay, so I just played you the clip of the gal on the scene saying, "I don't see anybody injured. I see people just laying down, and I, you can see it too, or like there's people like." will fall and they're laying down and then they get back up and she's saying I am not buying it and then uh, yeah Jay Dyer sent me a link to uh, I got to pull this I don't know why I closed my uh, blog window Deirdre Click it again, click it, and then it's loading right now. <clears throat> Dan Blizzard, how do you say his name? Dan Blizzarian, running from the shooter at concert near Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas, says, quote, a girl just got shot in the fucking head. I can't believe it. I cannot. I was trying to do a Hezerconian print impersonation. I cannot believe it. A plane just flew through the tower. Uh, flew through the tower. Um, Dan Blazarian running from the shooter concert. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, do I need to play this? Maybe I could play it. Dan Blazarian. So here's a guy. There's a witness to seeing something. See what he says. 
Holy fuck, this girl just got shot in the fucking head. So fucking crazy. Holy fuck, this girl just... Okay, so she got shot in the head. He saw it. So who's Dan Blazarian? Who is he? Who's this guy? So people on the scene saying they really saw something. He's a venture capitalist by trade. Dan Blazarian, a.k.a. Blitz, has made a name for himself as a high-stakes poker player, thrill-seeker, and more recently, Hollywood actor. His lavish lifestyle, penchant for danger, and carefree attitude has gotten him attention around the world as an international playboy. Blazarian32 is a regular on the dot, 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 see full bio. He's a regular on the what? What? Uh, High-stakes poker scene. Playing in private games with the rich and famous where every hand is more than the most people's yearly salary. He has played in games where the minimum buy-ins have been a million have been millions of dollars. Blazarian is a relentless gambler who makes some of the most outrageous bets that are regularly the talk of the gambling world, from swimming across an alligator infested lake or jumping off a ninety foot cliff to simply betting on a random person's opinion or on the flip of a coin. Blazarian will take almost any wager. He's made headlines when he competed in what has to have been the highest stakes drag race in history, winning $385,000 at the Las Vegas Speedway. Blazarian was driving a 1965 AC Cobra and beat 2011 Ferrari. Blah, 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 blah. He's an actor. He's a stunt man. His credits include the, the Olympics falling on and on and on. What is this? It's a mini bio. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he wrote this bio himself. But anyway... There you go. And he's been in multiple movies. So is this a pattern yet? I mean, I think we can call it a pattern. Um, I was trying to recall... Okay, so we had Omar Mateen. He was an actor. He was a shooter at the Pulse, right? Uh, Oh, Sandy Hook was full of actors. Like four or five or six people in Sandy Hook that had actor reels that you can go look at look at their actor reels and it was no doubt them. It wasn't a Dallas Goldbug false match situation. It was like actually them and 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 I'm pretty sure they admitted actors. Uh not even really trying hard to conceal the fact. Oh yeah. Uh, other examples. Golly, there's just the the uh, uh, guy they interviewed was an actor. Uh, yeah, in the Pulse. Uh, I was trying to think of his name, but he was the one that said, "Yeah, I saw a bullet sticking out sticking out of somebody's leg, sticking out about five inches out of his leg." And it's like, yeah, he's just not aware that uh, the the casing doesn't come out of the gun. So he's like, he sees bullets on on the internet or something, and he's like, oh, the whole thing comes out of the gun, the cartridge and everything. What was the guy's name? Uh, yeah, so... Like I said, there's no obligation for the media to tell you the truth. None whatsoever. Uh, Adam Miller saying Paddock's father was a serial bank robber who was diagnosed as psychopathic and spent eight years in the FBI's most wanted list for escaping prison. 
Now, this is supposedly the shooter's uh, father was, yeah, a serial bank robber. Mm-hmm. On the ten, FBI's 10 most wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a couple of caller enters, and we'll go to them here here shortly. I'm gonna say that this is really, uh, really. Oh, yeah. One more thing. I got a. Uh, see, I have to post this in the chat. Somebody found this. Fun, engaging acting work in Las Vegas. Twenty plus dollars an hour. Crowds on demand. A Los Angeles-based public firm is is specializing in innovative events. Is looking for enthusiastic participants in the Las Vegas area. Our events include everything from rallies to protests to corporate PR stunts. The biggest qualifications is enthusiasm and a can-do, quote-unquote, spirit. Pay will vary by event, but typically ranges from $15 to $20 per hour, plus reimbursements for gas, parking, public transit. For more information about us, please visit www.crowdsondemand.com. If you're interested in working with us, please reply to this posting with the following info. Full name, blah, 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 blah. Are you okay with participating in peaceful protests? Optional. Uh... Peaceful protest. This is crowds on demand. And this supposedly was posted onto Craigslist on Las Vegas Jobs slash TV, film, video, radio uh, 15 days ago. 15 days ago. So, yeah, post this into the chat. So I was thinking, like, uh, about all this and, like, wow, could this be fake? Because it's, like, this big crowd and uh, we got all the social media and stuff gets out. How do they keep this contained? That doesn't make any sense. These people that believe this stuff is fake are crazy. They're insane. Uh, well, actually, it's the ideal time to, uh, oh, cat. Cathead guy. Doop loop. Boop doop. One, two, one, two. Check, check, check. Check. There he is. There he is. Let me, uh, I got to adjust the volume. Because you're coming in, uh, you're coming in high powered, man. High powered. I'm a lot <laughs> Okay. I'm a lot That's better. So, do you believe it, John? Do you believe it? Do you believe what you see on TV? I. Luckily, I don't have a television, so um, occasionally watch some documentaries and some 
I guess you could say some culturally pertinent films, but um, no television. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about the recent events. Um, yeah. Well, before we go into this, um, I hear you get. I hear you getting your French your French press ready in the background. <laughs> oh, you can hear all that. Dang. Hope. Uh, I was hoping the background noise gets not blocked out of the noise gate, but uh, no. I mean, because uh, yeah, I do other stuff during the break. But I was gonna go. I was gonna play a bumper, and then I was gonna play a commercial for Peter, and then if uh, I'm gonna take a bathroom break, and then. Like if I'm if if I'm not done with a break and then I was wondering if you could just um keep talking. Just just fill in as as guest host for Hoaxbusters call. Yeah, you can do uh Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take over. No you problem. Can come, come back from break as Alex Jones. All right. for listening to the Hoax Busters Call. You can join the discussion by dialing area code 724-444-7444. Caller ID 90337. Hoax Busters. Conspiracy, or just theory. Martial law, natural disasters, economic crisis. Are you prepared? Go to USA Patriot Nationalist Wilderness Survivalist Seed Storage Bank.com today to get your end of the world pack. 250,000 seeds for $250. No GMOs, no hybrids, no nonsense. This is the biggest seed pack in the world. And if the world ends, you'll be prepared. Don't take my word for it. Listen to what Alex Jones has to say. Folks, I've been to USA Patriot Nationalist Wilderness Survivalist Seed Storage Bank.com. I've seen their end of the world seed pack. Their heirloom tomatoes come from a seed line that dates back to 1776. That means you're going to be eating the same tomatoes that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson ate, folks. I'm not kidding. And if that isn't freedom, I don't know what is. Cure your need for seeds. Go to USA Patriot Nationalist Wilderness Survivalist Seed Storage Bank.com today to get your end of the world seed pack. If the end of the world comes, you'll be prepared today. That's right, folks. Make sure you check that out. It is a, a new product there on Hoax Buster's Call. Um, I'm just filling in here for uh, Chris. 
while he takes a little break. Folks, there was a second shooter in the Mandalay Bay Hotel, folks. Okay, I've got this from inside sources. I mean, I've talked to Steve Bachinik. I've talked to Roger Stone. There, the deep state is is involved with this big time, and it just happened to correspond with O.J. Simpson being released from jail. So the media was already out there. And then, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You've got this guy, and I'm folks. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty well, you know, read. I mean, I'm not kidding, folks. I've re- I read None Dare Call It Conspiracy by Gary Allen when I was about five years old. I'm not I'm not joking. You know, my dad had it on the bookshelf with some other books that I read when I was about five. I mean, I read Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire when I was like six, and. I mean, it just goes. It just goes from there. I've been doing this for twenty plus years, analyzing this stuff. And you know, there was a second shooter, JFK. There was a second shooter at Virginia Tech. Um, there's just all these evidence of, of second shooter. Second shooter at Kent State, folks. There's always a second shooter, and it's always an MK Ultra Patsy. Okay, that's what they do. They get an MK Ultra Patsy assassin to go do these things. Clearly mind-controlled. I mean, just like Sirhan. Sirhan, there was a second shooter. It was obviously the bodyguard who shot Robert Kennedy. And Sirhan Sirhan was the MK Ultra Patsy shooting up at the ceiling. And that's why they tore down the Ambassador Hotel. That's why they had to close it, was because Sirhan Sirhan shot bullets into the ceiling at the Ambassador Hotel. And they had to cover it up and shut the hotel down. Okay. <laughs> This is what they do. This is what they do, folks. They get mind-controlled, nut job, you know, just borderline uh, mental mental cases to go to these things. And then they have a second shooter, probably, you know, SEAL team, ex, ex-military, these guys driving around um, in, you know, uh, Crown Vicks. And they're getting paid to go all over the world to all these different uh, things and just assassinate people, you know. I know the type, folks. These guys used to follow me around Austin all the time. I'm not kidding, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Your Jones keeps getting better, man. It's like uh, got the... uh, you got the like the gravelly voice now. What what's the other guy? What's that other guy? He's his name is Mike. Um, who he used to go with him, the cameraman. Oh man, I was about to go into, into that. Huh? Is it Mike Hansen? Oh yeah, uh, folks. I I think I've told this story before, but I mean, there's a time me and Mike Hansen were out in the woods, and we're trying to film this drill, and then these guy these these ex Navy SEAL team, you know, guys come out in the woods and start setting fires and go, Why are you setting fires, Jones? <laughs> they lit- they literally tried to set us up by setting fires in the woods. <laughs> uh wretched in his chat saying, uh, you gotta bring up SSRIs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, no, the, yeah. 
they've got these. I mean, they've, they've got these guys whacked out on SSR on serotonin reuptake inhibitors, folks. That's what the key thing is here. Is any you, you look into any of these cases? These guys are always on serotonin reuptake inhibitors. That's right. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's uh that's uh, Jones. They're always the second shooter. It's a standard, a standard operating procedure with these things. Uh, you know, they had that Sandy Hook. They had that at Aurora. Oh, the guy let in other shooters in the back. Yeah, and then they had. Uh, it's the, yeah, it's just a standard thing. And then the second shooter. I, ju- I just sent you an article like an hour ago where Newsweek is covering Jones's rants, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got saying he, he's he's crazy and kooky for saying this is staged or scripted. And so if we're here pointing out all the anomalies with the ridiculousness of um, – that one I sent you, I don't know if you talked about this yet, but I was looking at this one, and this video was calling this lady a crisis actor, but nobody noticed that in the background there is two giant U.S. Army semis at yeah. this concert. Yeah. And it's like, what are two... And nobody pointed this out. Nobody noticed it. They're just focusing on the fact that this, that this lady is kind of smiling a little bit. Kind of giggling. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute. What are those two army US Army semis doing in the background at this concert? Yeah. Big big army semis with uh the army logo in the back. I'm like, oh, hmm. You know, if if you were setting up a, a recruitment table, you wouldn't need two semis to do that. Uh not not necessarily. So I don't know I don't know what that was all about. Um, obviously, it was it, they were getting prepared for martial law, folks. They were going to use this event to bring in martial law, but <laughs> we got the message out and we stopped them from doing that. Yeah, I, I need to post that. Uh, yes, go back and find where you sent it to me. Yeah, oh yeah, here it is. Um post that in the chat. Anybody wants to check that out. Yeah, and the chat will be at hoaxbusterscall.com when I post the call. Um yeah, I dang it, I didn't I didn't hit record on my end, so it's gonna be the recording is gonna be through TalkShoe, which compresses the audio down. So it's not gonna be good quality, so my apologies. Um I I do that from I try not to do that, but uh, oh well. What it's it's uh it it won't come out too bad. Um, but yeah, so armies on the scene. You got the duping delight in effect is what you see a lot, where somebody's just got in a, a, a what's what's being reported is like the worst shooting ever, and then they're pretty casual about it and smiling and letting out a giggle here and there. It just gives them the giggle fits when they get in the horrendous event like that where you got blood and death everywhere and 
then it's like, oh, they interview him, and it's like, uh, yeah, I was, uh, oh, uh, this and that and the other thing, and uh, yeah, this girl close to me, she got her head blown open, <laughs> and then, yeah, so you have that, actors on the scene giving their reports, Dan, Dan Blit, Blitzarian, that's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, the people reporting Blitz, of seeing Blitz Arian. Yeah. Well, that's his. That's his nickname is the Blitz. He's an international playboy and a actor and a stuntman and a. He's got a long I, IMDb listing that I posted on the uh, blog. Wasn't the Blitz associated with uh, the German army? Blitz Arian. Uh, oh yeah, that too. Um, and then there's the something I ran across where it's uh, so on Facebook is just a shit storm, you know. So and they're posting stuff of uh, yo yeah, this guy that the shooter had um, uh, lots of likes on his Facebook page to like liberal stuff, but then it turned out that it that was the wrong guy it was actually the shooter's brother but anyway that was pumped out there that this guy was some kind of a liberal he had a liberal bent and that's possible motive so it's this uh the 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 politics that gets played into all this crap to get people's visceral reactive response to it you know you got that i uh Well, you know, on the on the last no agenda, on the one that just passed here, Curry and Dvorak were actually kind of onto it, and then they veered off in another direction. And they were playing a um, clip from G. Edward Griffin. Did you did you listen to this yet? No. So they were playing a clip from G. Edward Griffin talking about um, the kind of tactics that are being uh, used to sow the seeds of confusion, like we've talked about so many times. And they were almost talking about controlled opposition for a second. Okay. Um, Which you've told, which is funny just because you've told me before that you think that one of them listens to us. Yeah, I kind of get that impression. So, um, which I don't know that to be true, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if people have sent them our audios before. Um, um, and it was kind of funny that one time when Tim Tim donated so that uh, Fakeologist and Hoaxbusters uh, and September clues could all get uh, talked about on no agenda that Adam Curry didn't claimed he didn't even remember being interviewed by Marcus, which I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyways, um, so yeah, they were almost talking about how controlled opposition works and then um, they didn't quite make it there. Um, seems like a lot of the times, I'm sure. I'm sure when they discuss this event, they're going to discuss it 
uh, in the context of it being fully real and, you know, the, um, you know, 515 people being injured and 58 people dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they actually uh, were uh, kind of talking about that and, you know, G. Edward Griffin was actually doing a semi-decent job. Of course, he's not coming from the perspective that we come from, but he was a, doing a good job of explaining how controlled opposition works, about how both sides of a, of something are funded for the purpose of of getting to a certain point. So you're going to see all this type of stuff where it's going to be confusing. It's like, oh, this guy's, you know, shooting it up. He, you know, but he's not tied in with the Muslims, but he's a liberal, but somebody else is saying like, no, he's a gun nut at the same time. We've got to restrict the gun rights, but no, it's the liberals doing it um, to make it appear as if it's, you know, gun nuts for gun control, um, which that may be true. And, but I don't think that's, but the one thing that's never going to get brought up and that makes um, places like hoaxbusters um, or fakeologists or you know um, people associated with uh, our way of thinking is that whether whether that in itself is true or not, you have to entertain the idea that this is all fake and staged, and most people will not even touch that. Right. And it won't even be entertained. It's, you know, you know, I was doing my Alex Jones impression there, but that's what's going to be entertained. It's going to be, oh, there was a second shooter and it's MKUltra Patsies, and they're being used to, you know, bring in gun control. And, <laughs> you know, and, and that's where you're going to get steered off into, you know, Red Herringville. Well, yeah, and then bringing in the idea oh, there's a second shooter on the scene and MK Ultra stuff and uh, all of that, and then um, yeah, it's a way to it's a way to kind of frame the the discussion so that yeah, you don't venture out into any other ideas of maybe like oh this is this is staged. Uh, that's why they can roll these things out, you know, one after the other periodically like every we hadn't had one in a while but it's kind of like the the timing is always sort of uh, uh you know they they don't have one of these like for instance during the um debate or anything like that you know so it's kind of like oh media so they got another big you know uh dog and pony show going on they don't interject a different one in the middle of an important dog and pony show you know what i mean they don't they don't bust out the, uh, you know, barking seals doing backflips in the middle of the dogs and the ponies jumping through the hoops. That, I didn't they, look. I didn't look this up because I was getting, I was handling the children for a couple hours here. Um, did anybody find any drills going on? Have you seen? Have you seen any reports of drills? Um, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I forgot to I forgot to look that up. I think I did see something on a video, but um, 
Yeah, I it uh, probably was a drill going on. Maybe I could look see if I could do a search. Uh, active shooter drill. You know, it's funny is the, um for the second time this week what was it last week too they had this so today uh, there was allegedly a shooter on the campus of usc and then turns out that wasn't true and then last week somewhere where was it same thing happened like where, where was it was it on on army base or something uh allegedly there was a shooter and then it turned out there wasn't a shooter um so they've been having these like false alarm active shooter things. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, we've seen those before. <clears throat> yeah. Well, something so, here. So to, so today just happened to be on the same day that the shooting goes down. They have this active. Sh- they have this report of an active shooter. Um. At, on the USC campus, and then turns out they could find no evidence. Police could find no evidence of an active shooter at USC. <laughs> uh, very much. City Hall was closed for business today as first responders teamed up for an active shooter training drill. 8 News Now reporter Michael Stevens is in downtown Las Vegas to tell us more about it. If you look around, it seems like a real crime scene. Police tape blocking off multiple streets, a command post set up right out in front, and dozens of police officers from a number of different agencies are here, but it's all a drill. We weren't able to go inside during it because it's playing out like a real-life scenario. Police were briefed, told that there was two active shooters inside City Hall with multiple victims, and from there, it was up to them to react. Police went in first, followed by more police and EMTs to help the actors playing victims in the shooting. Las Vegas' emergency manager says in this day and age, everyone needs to be ready. As a citizen, I, I'm comforted to know that there's training that's being done to ensure that when we have this event, that people are trained, that people are skilled, and that they're ready for this event. So, again, as a citizen, I am thankful that that's being done. Las Vegas Metro Police, Henderson and North Las Vegas were here, as well as city marshals and fire crews from all over the valley. The main job, to stop the threat and treat the victims. None of the first responders were told the scenario before going inside. Now, the main purpose for all of this is to get everyone working together and really familiar with City Hall's layout. Today's training will be reviewed by each department as soon as it wraps up. Reporting outside City Hall, Michael Stevens, 8 News Now. Thanks, Mike. Sounds like it. <laughs> so this was Friday. Doesn't have a it doesn't have a date stamp on it though. Las Vegas. Las, Las Vegas. Now.com. Yeah, could you hear that? Yeah, so they had a drill on Friday, huh? Hmm. Interesting. And then yeah, so last week. Well, yeah, it was last week. No, 9.30. What was night? Yeah, there was a... Um, there was a... Um, active shooter reported at an Air Force Base Academy. But it turns out that wasn't true. And then... 
Uh, today there was a active shooter at USC that turned out not to be true. And then you've got this uh, thing in Las Vegas, and then you've got a drill here, like it's being reported on the news. So, yeah. Hmm. Another standard uh yep yep there you go there you go active shooter drill write that down the the interesting thing about this too is like if you go on youtube um and i think this is definitely a positive thing When, when one of these events happen you go on youtube or you go on some of these articles and they still allow comments, a good portion of the articles or comments on these things is people saying it's fake. Yeah, so that's why like a lot of these news sites don't permit comments anymore. I've noticed that too. And whether or not that happens to be, like let's just say whatever, it's fun, you know. Okay, it's real. You know, it's, it's real and somebody got shot or, you know, whatever. There's still, whether or not that's true, there are people out there who have been lied to so many times and have actually seen the evidence of things that are absolutely 100% fake. There's no doubt about it, something like Sandy Hook, um, where they don't get, and people have basically said like, okay, you don't get another chance to lie to me. They've given up. So they say, you know what, whatever you say is fake. And like I said, I don't necessarily take that approach myself, but I understand that it's gotten to that point for some people. And I think that most of those comments are probably real people. And they feel that it's that they feel the need to express that on those forums to let people know, you know, I, I, I tend to think a lot of those comments are real. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are tuned into the idea. Um, and then there's going to be a, a effort to make it look like that uh, the idea is still far-fetched and crazy. Even in, in the, a lot of the alternative media, uh, you'll hear uh, people uh, put out put out videos and stuff, and, and they're saying... Uh, Oh, I was just watching a, a Truther Girls. Well, they're they're fairly popular on YouTube, and uh, it was like a not too long ago. I saw a video where um, she she's uh, saying that the uh, the idea that was no planes on 9/11, and a lot of the you know she's saying, oh, this is the everything space crowd, and they they're the ones that kind of have uh, softened up people's brains to accept flat Earth and and all of that. So there's there's that out there. So you got the the, the uh, you know so called alternative uh, press people or that are um, just really uh, yeah it's total and uh, I, I guess I call them hoax deniers. That's a good word for them. And you then you have these people who think that everything is fake and they're just uh, 
bunch of losers is what they are. They're a bunch of losers. Is that Tom Sector? <laughs> no, was, not a very good. That's Tom not a very good. It could be Stefan Molyneux or Tom Sector. Oh, yeah. Either or. <laughs> I doubt Tom Sector likes Tom, Stefan Molyneux. He doesn't seem to like anybody, so. But, um. Um, but yeah, I haven't listened to Tom Secker in a long time, but uh, that's what he was saying the last time uh, I heard him, where he just basically said, well, you, I think you talked about it that time, where he makes these ridiculous... Uh, yeah, I can't listen to him because he, he pisses me off. Hello? Hello, uh, who's calling? Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Matt. I'm from Northwest Indiana. All right. Yeah, I just unmuted a couple of people. I I didn't know. Matt from Northwest Indiana. How you doing? Good. How are you, Matt? How are you, John? I'm doing well, Matt. How are you? Good. Glad I caught both of you guys. It's pretty good. Um, Good. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you guys. I uh, went to the library today. They have a book sale there. And I found it odd. Um, they had a couple H.G. Wells history books. Have you ever heard of these? The Outline of History? Yeah, The Outline of History. I've never heard of these books. <laughs> they're, 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 they're fairly common uh, fairly common books to find. In fact, really? um, at the... Uh, yeah, at the library down the street here, there's there's a copy of both Volume One and Two sitting over there right now. Yeah, if you're in a if you're in a if you're in a college town, you can find Outline of History One and Two pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, so. I asked the uh, I asked the lady in the little book sale room. I was like, "What's he doing writing history books? Isn't he more of a television or not television, but radio sort of personality?" <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Orson Welles. Oh, I am. That's right. My bad. <laughs> My bad. H.G. Uh, well, H.G. Wells was the um, the guy who wrote War of the Worlds, the right. science fiction novel. Right. But um, yeah, that's the interesting thing about H.G. Wells. Just just saying that out loud, you have to think about that. He wrote science fiction novels, but he also wrote history books. So right. Think about that's, that. I, I knew that that's a weird connection. There's some weird connection there. I'm like history, and yeah. you know that's the usual thing we see. We see those <laughs> weird connections. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what were we were we just talking about that with Jay? I think it was the other day where um, we were talking about the books. Um, yeah, H.G. Wells has a book called The New World Order. It's from it's from like the 40s. I think it's from like 1941 or something. He has a book called The Open Conspiracy, and it's basically just, you know, laying out the plan for the 20th century. Um, he's also got a book called um, The World Set Free, which is describes yeah. nuclear war before the bomb was even invented. And remember, too, the bomb... Also, um, also his like, book, the shape, the shape of Things to Come, which was turned into the movie Things to Come. Oh yeah, it's got, it's got flat screen TVs in it. So I what, recommend. What year, yeah. What year is that that he's uh, predicting the uh, the bonds going to be made? Well, he's just talking about. 30s. Yeah, this is in thirties. Yeah. 
Okay. Because I'm also, I'm all, you guys have got me buying books, pissing my wife off. But because <laughs> I just got books laying around. But I picked up, uh, I picked up uh, uh, towards the year 20, uh, 2018. And I'm also okay. reading, yeah. I'm reading through the turning point too. But uh, I was reading uh, towards the year 2018 today and they're, you know, I'm in the first chapter, but, you know, so they're talking about the weaponry and everything and how, you know, he's breaking it down like, they probably wouldn't be able to predict, uh, you know, that we're going to have nuclear bombs. You know, he's breaking through, like, uh, he goes back to, like, uh, 1800s person trying to predict the future, and uh, and then he uh, steps forward another 50 years, like somebody else trying to predict the future, and they probably wouldn't be able to predict us having an atomic bomb. But, well, you know. the interesting part about that book, like what you're describing is, is because it's it's a book written by a think tank. It's written by the Foreign Policy Association. Right. And so it's different writers. It's different guys for different chapters writing each chapter on the different subjects. But that first chapter, it's funny. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because what he's, what he's doing is he's making it appear as if like, oh, yes, we sit around and we analyze like statistics and we analyze trends and that's how we predict the future. Right. Not, no, not, not, Oh, we've got blueprints here for the future and we're <laughs> laying out the next 30 years. Right. It's all got to be tested. It's all got to be planned out. It's all got to be, you know? Yeah. That's pretty funny. I forgot. Yeah. That's a good it's, point. Yeah. It's freaking hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I also picked up uh, today, I don't know, just out of curiosity, they had uh, Bill Ayers' Public Enemy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he I think he wrote a couple of, um, I think he wrote a few books on a Marxist revolutionary, you know, being a, being a Marxist revolutionary in America. Yeah, and I find it funny, you know, you guys brought up that... Uh, did he, did he write a bibliography for Obama? Or... Yeah, that's one of the stories that, that kind of revolves around that. You know, actually, I think tonight I'm going to watch this. Um, I'm going to watch this uh, Dreams from My Real Father documentary. This um, like right winger guy, Joel Gilbert, put out that um, Obama is allegedly the son of Frank Marshall Davis. Um, I know know Chris has like kind of touched on this whole thing and this seems like a a kind of like like right wing red herring stuff Mm. yeah kind of like the kind of like the birth certificate like Chris Chris laid it out perfectly when that birth certificate thing was going on about how that was a you know a fabricated conspiracy theory for people to get caught up in yeah, and, it, and was like, um, it was like overly obvious because it was like a, whatever was released is like a, something you could pick apart then, in a picture program. But see, but see, here's the thing that they always do, and this and Chris Chris pointed this out before is like, and we we've talked about it on calls. Like Obama's not a Marxist, and his connection to the weather underground or any of those people, like 
That is for pure right-wing consumption and pure left-wing consumption. It makes them like feel like, okay, this guy's a real liberal because he was hanging out with these uh, left-wingers. And then it also adds credo to the right-wing stuff because they're um, they're going, oh yes, this guy is a liberal Marxist when he's neither. Yeah, I mean, and you don't know much about about his beginnings, so <laughs> and how would you? Well, he's an actor anyway. I mean, he's not. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, what the? Uh, what they came out and talked about his, his uh, training, and um, I forget the guy he trained under, but he said, yeah, he he shadowed him for like a year or a year and a half and taught him how to talk and walk and act like a Ivy League-educated black gentleman with a, a law degree. And, uh, do you remember that the name of that guy, John, the actor that uh, says he trained Obama how to act and everything? John, you still there? Maybe Alex took the phone. Yeah, that, that, it, it's it's Harry. It's Harry. Um, it's Harry something. Harry something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away from the phone a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, you remember the? You probably don't remember because it, it was a few calls ago. But I I called in and. Uh, you called me Matt Damon, and I sounded like I was on Mars. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I remember you calling in. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and it's funny because you you were talking about the whole Martian thing, and my name is Matt, and I called in, and you were calling me, you know, you're acting like I'm Matt Damon on Mars. And my name is Matt, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I remember it sounded like you were in a – yeah, space rocket or something like that with the thrusters wide open. Yeah, it was a tin can like, with a, a, a tarp up across the top. Yeah. Well, that was in that movie. They showed, like, how am I going to get off this planet and everything? It's like, and they're and they're talking to the, to the, so I guess they could talk, um, well, I thought it was kind of poignant, too, because uh, they could talk to Matt Damon on freaking Mars, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, well, you know, the cell phone trouble can't even. It's hard to even get a call going because, yeah, broken up. You were on Earth for real. No, I was, it's on, like, I was on Mars. Oh, you really were on Mars. Yeah, but yeah, I guess it's Mars. But um, I, I kind of doubt the whole thing of being able to put like a tarp on the spaceship and then take off and then float around in outer space and do all that, like they showed in the film. I was kind of skeptical about that. I still kind of am. Well, one thing that. you're probably you're probably not taking into into you know into your thought process is is science. You got to science the shit out of it. And oh, yeah, they did science the shit out of it. Well, that uh, that's their uh, that was the tagline for the film, or yeah, for the guy. Uh, the, yeah, science the shit out of it. I have that. I have that clip somewhere. And then he he yeah. used his shit to science the shit out of the shit to for him to live too. So, but I oh yeah, he did. He planted he planted potatoes and crapped on them and made them grow. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, 
Henry Harry Lennox is the act that trained Obama to act. I trained Obama. I trained him. Uh, Henry Lennox. Yeah. It came out and admitted it. Said it. <clears throat> well, actually, I was on Alex Jones too. We talked about that. Harry Lennox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that whole birth certificate thing was funny, you know, because it was like it was an ordeal, like maybe a year after he was president, or maybe before that, and then they they did that whole thing like right as he was coming out of his presidency, where they had a whole like town meeting about it and everything, and it was going to be a big deal again, <laughs> just to rile everybody up about it, you know. Do you remember that? Yeah, they had. Remember they had George or what was the name or Arpaio. Or, or Sheriff Arpaio, and then he 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 headed up a crack team of uh, experts. The thing is, to try to say, I wasn't born in Hawaii. I was. <laughs> They're in Phoenix. He's trying to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> Not true. I was born there. Had birth certificate to prove it. And then they put up the birth certificate in a PDF format, and I actually downloaded that and looked at it, and it was like, okay, here's the thing, like, if you're not familiar with um, graphics software, which I've been working in graphic design stuff for like 30-whatever years, I don't know how long, but I, you could open up um, a, the, the PDF, Adobe Illustrator, you can open it up and look at it, and it and you could obviously see that there was multiple layers in the thing. Right. So, like, yeah, so actually, it's like, okay, this is obviously uh, Faye can put together. And so <laughs> you, don't need a, you don't need a crack team to figure that out. It's just, it just <laughs> but see, the fundamental point of it was that you, that you made that nobody else on any alternative media will po- ever point out, still to this day will not point out, is – because they still believe in this idea of the presidency, even if these total actors get in there, um, somebody still believes, you know, in alternative media collectively, they tend to believe in this idea of America's real, freedom is real, um, the presidency's real, it's just been, it just got taken over in 1913 by the, you know, creature from Jekyll Island, um, is they will not point out that that you that you pointed out nobody else points this out is that there is no way he could have even gotten into the presidency if that information was already vetted beforehand yeah so it's it's more more suited to make the case that the presidency is not even real because yeah how how would you because even when you're in the military um you you if you need a security clearance or anything they like um one time my, my brother he was uh he he went and he went and enlisted into the air force and then he was trying to he, he was um he eventually became an officer he went to officer school and stuff like that what from enlisted and then so they have to do like these background checks on him stuff and they called me uh, some guy that was investigating his background and they asked me a whole bunch of questions about my brother and 
all this other stuff and they call people on the phone and they sit and they check your background and they go into all your records, any kind of rest records or anything like that. They thoroughly investigate you whenever you're just a regular job. How do you get a regular job? (laughs) So this this idea that that you can be commander in chief, but you're telling us that you can, you're the guy that can call up war and, Send troops to war, and they and you don't even have a valid birth certificate. That's just that's total nonsense. That does that's okay. Insane. I sent I sent Chris this. I'm going to recommend this to everybody. There is a movie out. There's a documentary out, and it is called. It is a documentary on the on the movie Rocky Four, and it's called Rocky Four: The American Punch. Okay, and this is. This is an analysis of the movie Rocky IV because Rocky IV is an, it's an analogy for the Cold War, right? Yeah, so that's the rest Played of out within this movie. But it's very interesting to see. I mean, you got to watch this. There's some gem clips in this movie of like sociologist guys basically saying that the president is an actor. Oh, cool. Because Ronald Reagan quoted so many movies during his presidency, and there's these guys saying, well, Reagan was one of these guys, you know, he was from Hollywood, and he actually kind of bridged the gap between Hollywood and politics because, and he was using all of these quotes. And then here, here's another funny thing they brought up. They, they listed all of the movies that Reagan watched during his presidency because I guess him and Nancy had movie night every night. <laughs> and and there's just, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies that he's watching. And, um, and, and they're kind of making the point like, yeah, he was running the country by day, but he was watching these movies by night and, that's the how the Gipper came up with these one-line zingers like, you know, we'll send Rambo over there to take care of business, you know, whatever it is he says. <laughs> um, he would he would say these things about movies all the time in his speech. I never even really knew this. Like, I wasn't really aware of the, of, of that stuff. But um, um, but apparently Sylvester Stallone like met with Reagan like a bunch of times. And uh, they were good buddies. And then, um, yeah, so this, you know, Rocky Four comes out. And um, and it's funny, too. There's another movie everybody should watch if you can get a hold of it. Apparently, it seems to be kind of hard to get a hold of it. But there's a movie called VHS Revolution. And this movie, VHS Revolution, is a documentary on the VCR And along with some very interesting things about American culture and the VCR and the changes that it brought about with, you know, uh, the idea of the individual being being able to um, watch something at your leisure anytime you wanted and that kind of shift away uh, from, you know, having that type of stuff dictated by a an outside source. Now it brought it into yeah, the home. It's no longer live. Um, you can fast forward, reverse, pause it if you have to go to the bathroom. And... 
these are big cultural shifts that also paved the way for um, uh, the private use of pornography. Um, this movie goes over that as well. And then, but see, the the big thing is this is this is how you know something. You're not being told the whole story. So VCRs were smuggled into Russia during the 1980s and people had VCRs in Russia and all the American movies, like people went to the trouble to get American movies and like dub Russian subtitles over or, you know, overdub uh, Russian voices speaking it, whatever the movie was. An American, you know, quote-unquote American, I wouldn't even call it American, we'll just call it the proliferation of the um, the culture we think of as American when in fact it's kind of the uh, the leisure culture, the, the paving the way towards homogenized culture was smuggled into Russia via the VCR. And well, that you remember kind of, in that... You remember in that series, sorry for interrupting you, uh, but uh, okay. remember in the, in the American series, remember, you've seen that, that Amer- the American series? America with, with like Chris Christopherson? No, we talked uh, about that before, the, the Americans? The Americans, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The Russian, it's, you know, it's Cold War, but uh, they get a, a Russian girl on smuggling stereo and VCR equipment into Russia. That's true. That's how they get one of their, yeah. their that's funny. Spies. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I know which character you're talking about. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. She's trying to smuggle a VCR back. Yeah. For, the Russian for a stereo target. components. Yeah. Yeah. A stereo component. Um, but, but yeah, it was the, so this movie goes, uh, goes over how that contributed to the I wouldn't say technically speaking that it you know overall fundamentally politically it contributes to the downfall of the Soviet Union I think that was worked out ahead of time a long time ago um but I think in order to contribute to the mistrust within the system or the you know if people were ever to wonder as to why it wasn't going to work out. It, it could be attributed back to, oh, well, yes, these TV shows and these VCRs and these movies were made available to people and the culture was brought in and the people didn't desire the, you know, unworkable communist utopia anyways. And it made it more appealing to bring that new culture into it, which does proliferate today. Obviously, um, you know, Russia for the for the most part, you know, they they maintain a kind of sense of cultural identity that America never had, but claims to have. Um, but they're you know pretty much for the most part fully Westernized as far as uh, culture is concerned. Right. Um, you know, they've got Playboy magazine and Trump hotels. <laughs> My uh, sister-in-law got to take a trip over there during high school. I always, I just wonder what it's like to go over there. Like, you know, you, you're fed like such a world of difference and 
backwoods and shit like that. You know, it's like, I just would like to go over there. It looks like we lost John. Got disconnected. Need to call back in. The Babushkas so, yeah. we're calling. What's that again? The Babushkas we're calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay Dyer sent me this article uh, about the shootings here. This is a good one. Can a shift in the perception of masculinity curb mass violence? So I was was trying to look this up, and several articles come up. The role of toxic masculinity in mass shootings from Think Progress. Uh, So, yeah, what's the common denominator in these shootings is they're men, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right. Masculinity and mass shootings in the U.S. Feminist reflections from the society pages. Can a shift in the perception of masculinity curb mass violence from Twitter.com? Uh, mass killings in the U.S. Masculinity, masculinity, masculinity from Miss Magazine. Toxic masculinity in the Orlando murders. Uh, the Atlantic.com. America's white masculinity complex and the myth of the senseless dot, dot, dot from Salon. Uh, real men don't. Uh, constructions of masculinity and invert, inadvertent harm. That's from NCBI. So yeah, article after article after article. So men are the problem. Men and mass shootings. Masculinity, toxic masculinity. That's the talking point, which makes so much sense now with all this... Uh, Oh, the so-called political climate, which is actually a byproduct of political theater. How many people actually buy into this kind of these philosophies and ideas? I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, But this, how this stuff is being interpreted and then then taken and then turned around and fed to people as a way to, oh, interpret these events. So you have to have their spin put on it, their interpretation of it. It's like, oh, whatever is the problem in our society, whatever is the problem, and it's like, oh, it's men. It's toxic. It's toxic masculinity. Toxic men. <laughs> masculinity. Yeah. I, uh, what is even that? What is it? I keep hearing that brought up, but what even does that mean, toxic masculinity? It's like this, uh, yeah, this feminist, uh, yeah, catch but then you, there. Then you go watch a movie, and it's you know you've talked about it before, where it's like, you know, it's a, the superwoman killing all the men, and you know <laughs> can take them all out with the yeah. swoop of the leg. So what are they, <laughs> that's a great point. So what are they trying to do with all this depictions of women <laughs> kicking ass in movies? They're trying to get toxic uh, femininity. That's toxic femininity, isn't it? Violent, well, violent women. They came Breaking along together, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, that seems like, oh, the answer to it is to for, to have toxic fem, femininity. They have women flying through their scissor kicking some dude's head off. Like, mm-hmm. it, like that really happens in real life. But no, I mean, like what it, 
it's, just, it's insane. But no, it's like, like all this stuff that's, yeah, you kind of got to step back away from this so-called event and then see how they're forcing it into this bigger narrative about masculinity, femininity, and uh, this idea of toxic masculinity and, and shootings. And, yeah, this is really crazy. I'm glad yeah. Jay sent me an article. That's uh, uh, how this stuff. It's important to look at not only okay the the event itself is it fake, is it real or whatever. I I've, I I think I can safely conclude for myself that it's fake. Um, but then just, just the body counts alone make it weird. Just the body know? counts alone are, are just astronomically outrageous and nonsensical. Uh, and, and out of line with statistics of stuff that you can go dig up out there that's like totally counter to it. Yeah, like 90%, I was going into that, I was 90% survival rate for gunshots. I know of uh, a couple of people personally that have been shot and didn't die. Uh, my uncle got shot and lived. Um, uh, a high school friend, I know the dude for a long time got shot in the stomach at point blank range and lived. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a high percentage of people who get shot actually survive, uh, 90% they say, but, um, so the idea that you're going to get in a mass shooting, especially in an area of a, of a populated area in the, inside of a city where you can get medical attention and there's, uh, yeah. You know, an ambulance is literally right down the road, I'm sure, was around well, there. There's a hospital there because I'm sure think, they have hospitals. Think about this, too. You're in a public place, and you hear a gunshot, and then you see somebody fall to the ground. Maybe you hear another gunshot. What's your first reaction going to be? <laughs> get get, fucking, get, get out. Dodge. You get out. Well, it's funny. They show the singer up on stage. And then you start hearing the shots, and then the band stops, and then the dude kind of looks around, the singer, and then he just gets the, he just busts the hell out, man. He just gets the hell out of there. And it's like, um, and then there were some comments in that video saying, oh, he was a coward. He left and didn't warn people. And it's like, um, well, here's the thing, too. It's like, uh, if it's a fake event, you don't want to be the guy standing up there and telling everybody, run for your lives, it's a shooter. And then people actually do trample each other and die, you know? Yeah. So it makes sense that he wouldn't say shit, he would just run. And um, uh, so it's, uh, so bullets are raining down, but yet um, you, you could imagine what a bullet would sound like going through or hitting like uh, the stage or hitting something you know, like you would see some indicators of it, but you hear some kind of a sound like, is that, is that supposed to depict bullets ricocheting? It sounds like it in some of the footage, like, a uh, and somebody else was saying, Oh yeah, they could have been piping that through the speakers. And it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. They have surround sound. Or it's also um, a video. So there's, there's post-production too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I happen to have surround sound set up here in my house. Just I I, I found this uh, surround sound unit pretty cheap, and it's like uh, kind of cool. So I set it up, and I got the and I, I don't ever I don't I don't watch movies too often, but um, I've had movies in where it's uh, um, 
it actually just makes music sound better too. You got kind of a little bit of a uh, fuller sound with the with the surround sound, and it's pretty easy to that. set up. Yeah. But you can hear uh, what's really kind of odd about it, it's like uh, if you're watching something and they're showing like rainstorm or something in the movie it's like it really sounds like it's i it happened one time i forget what i was watching it was like shit is it raining out and uh <laughs> i actually got up and looked outside but it was like oh shit no it's on the movie because i'll watch i'll have a movie going on sometimes when i'm watching them and i'll and i'll i'll, for, I'll if the movie's boring i get up and i start doing other shit that happens right. a lot right on even movies that's uh and then it's like yeah, so the surround sound, I guess the point is, could be pretty realistic. Um, I'm not saying that's what for sure was used on this PSYOP, but uh would surprise me. It's all set up for it. And that would explain why you can look at the, the, the footage that people have uploaded, and it's like, yeah, why does the sound sound so close at, at some times, and it sounds like it's far away at other times? Like some of the footage, it sounds like the the shooting is happening like right there. It doesn't sound like it's at a distance, like half a mile away or anything like they're like they said it's coming out of that building. The doesn't sound like that. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be like actually echoing out into the streets off the other buildings? Like, um, um, yeah, that'd be interesting to compare it to other shootings that are taking place inside of an urban environment because. From what I recall, you shoot off a gun in an urban environment, and it has like a very pronounced echo like all throughout the street and everything. You hear it, and then it echoes back. It's like a lot of stuff for it to echo off of it. So that didn't definitely didn't sound right. And somebody else was pointing out, too, that the sound, it sounded like a Gatlin gun where the sound is like pop, 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 and then it kind of trails off where the or it sounds like the mechanism is getting slower and in, in the weapon says so it didn't sound like an ar-15 because a full auto m16 is basically a full auto ar-15 and they said yeah it doesn't sound like that the guy was talking about get, it and he, where, where he was a marine get, where do you just got get him. full automatic weapons you'd have to come you'd you can take an AR-15 and make it full auto, but it's totally illegal from what I understand. You can get a special license for full auto, which is hard to get. Um, and, but I, I, I think there's ways to go about it, but it's not easy. And you'd have to change the lower receiver to a full auto lower receiver. And that's, and those are highly illegal. Hmm. Um, you can, you can, um, rig a semi-auto with rubber bands. What do they call that? It's some, some name for it. It's some cut or, and that's, I don't, from what I understand, that's not even illegal. It's called hmm. a bump trigger, something like that, where you have a rubber band and then it, it, the recoil causes it to engage the trigger. Uh, so that there's that, but that's not even what they're saying he was using. They're saying he's using full auto. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not not much of a gunman. <coughs> My brother Kalita Brigante says it was a crash symbol, Kalishnikov. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, sound effects, the surround sound systems. 
could be a potential uh, usage of surround sound in a concert setting. And then you have your, your crowds on demand, crisis actors interspersed in the crowd. And then on cue, they flip out, oh, we're being shot, run. Uh, don't run too fast, don't fall. Or, you know, <laughs> people saying that. And then uh, it, it's it, I, I, the thinking about it, it's like it would be so easy to pull off. So easy to pull off. And then you just have the crisis actors given accounts of people actually injured, actually shot. You don't have to have actual injuries. You can maybe have some people on the scene with some fake blood here and there. Uh, it's a real crowd at a real concert, but they don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, there was one scene of a guy standing up and everybody else is hunched down and the guy's standing up with a beer and he's flipping off the shooter it's like, well, the guy probably either was for real and he sensed that there wasn't any real danger or that he's one of the crisis actors that's goofing off. Um, but, um, yeah, lots, it'd be, I'm just thinking how easy it would be to pull something like that off if it's a fake and hoax thing. Even in a big crowd where you have, you know, all these hundreds of eyewitnesses, because it's chaos and you don't know what the hell's going on and you're hearing noise and you're hearing screaming and and it's like that's all you know. Well I was there. Sure it was real. Well how yeah. do you know it was real? I heard the shooting, I saw the people running. <clears throat> and I got the buddy and I got the hell yeah. out of there. <laughs> got the hell out. Yeah. And it's like, um, oh yeah, thanks for your uh, eyewitness testimony. Mm-hmm. And then you got Brian Blitzer on the scene saying, Oh, I saw some gal get her head blowed off. <clears throat> it's like, okay, but he happens to be an actor with an I, I, IMDb reel. And um, so that's the only eyewitness testimony that I'm aware of where it's describing somebody that's gotten shot. And he happens to be an actor. So, um, but then... Here's the thing, too, where if you have limited set of observations, it's impossible to prove a negative. Point that up as basic logic, where it's like, um, well, you, you can always say, well, I maybe the real testimony is out there. I haven't seen it yet. So you, what, what is it? It's incumbent on you to prove a negative, that you, to prove that something didn't. So the claim is something did happen, and then it's on the viewer to like somebody like me that's skeptical to prove it didn't happen. Well, it's well, you're, you're not supposed to, to do that. Happen. That's why I would say you're, you're not I supposed to do there, that, though. You're, you're just there. supposed to believe it. <laughs> well, I just point out what's in front of me, and then, like, um, this, does this make sense? And uh, so far, no. It's like South Central Florida. South Central Florida. How you doing? Check one, two. Yeah, hit star eight if you want to talk, or I'll leave you unmuted. Um. Yeah, but I think about that, too. Like like you were saying, you know, everything's going nuts. What is everybody's state of mind going to be like? You know, it's going to be frantic, and, you know, nobody's going to know what's going on. Everybody's going to be doing yeah. what they're told to do. Go here, 
don't go there. Push around. Or like that one video, she's saying, yeah, I, I see people laying down, but I don't see any actual injuries. I'm not buying it. It's like, uh, yeah, they're on the scene, supposedly, filming it. And then there's, okay, here's another thing, too. And I've noticed this, and this is uh, something that's typical. It's like, they'll, okay, so the news media is coming out and they're reporting on it. And then there's all, so you watch, you can you can go to YouTube and you can look at the videos that are posted and you can filter it out. So it's by, by uh um, newest first, so you can watch. Okay, what? Okay, what if? And it's the same like four videos that are <laughs> being posted on YouTube. That's that's odd. You know, you you would expect with all the people that have cell phones. Here again, you know, we're talking about this, and it's like, why is it the same footage over and over? It's like it's it's like um, like they it's like the it's it's like being uh, uh, managed, or it's like. Um, and like I see, I'm not saying that it was, uh, you know, everybody there was fake. I, I think the crowd was real, and it was actual concert. And they and somebody noted too that like, oh, it was a three day festival, and it was nice of the shooter to wait till the last day to, to shoot up to shoot up the show. Okay. Um, yeah, real real thought uh, conscientious conscientious of them to. Wait, wait till the last day, so it would be not a lot of profit loss if he would have did it the front <clears throat> initial. Uh, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But um, and then it being Sunday night, and then that's kind of like uh, Las Vegas is never it's just, it never goes offline. It's always 24/7. But they say Sunday night is kind of a, a lull in activity on Vegas. I think everybody's pretty much tapped out or spent tapped out, hung over, <laughs> trying to get ready to go fly out the next day. So it's, it's kind of like the downtime. If, if there is such a thing, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, that's when it, this, this supposedly takes place. Uh, yeah. Just some other things to point out. But yeah, just just to reiterate, yeah, I think that it would be easy to pull off a fake hoax thing, even in a big crowd, especially in a big crowd. Yeah, because like you're like you're saying, it's like yeah, lots of confusion going on, and nobody knows what the hell's going on. It's just yep. chaos. Yep. And then the I... crisis actors fill in the fill in the graphics, like oh, I saw that guy, I saw. A gal, she, it, it blew, they blew her fucking brains out, and he's running. It's like, uh, yeah, but he also happens to be an actor, just coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, like, it, okay, so here's another thing too. So here on the Hoaxbusters call, if you're tuning in the first time or whatever, if you're not that familiar with past audios, you can go back and listen to them. Go back and listen to the uh, the one we did like a week uh, of Sandy Hook. You know, so we've been talking about this a while. Is what I'm trying to say. It's like, okay, if these events were real, like why do you, why do we keep seeing the same patterns? You know, the eyewitnesses being actors, the the way that um, these things go down, 
the 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 lack of um footage showing anything uh and at the same time you got all these security cameras in Vegas everywhere every it's just 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 everywhere but yet are they going to are they going to show those <clears throat> are they going to show the security camera of the guy going into the hotel are they going to show any of that probably, probably not. not if not if it's going to be true to form but you know it's like all these events like missing security camera footage or they don't show it or don't mention it that's what they typically do they don't even mention the the idea it's like oh yeah this event took place in 2017 but the but our position where act as if we're it, it took place in 1977 <laughs> you know like no security cameras or nothing right just don't mention it just don't bring it up when the, whole premise, about, when the whole premise behind a security camera is to provide more protection against this type of thing <laughs> yeah exactly it's like um yeah but but when it comes down to it well, we just don't even mention them. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these videos that you're talking about. I, don't, I only heard about this issue today. <clears throat> yeah, but it's standard stuff and a lot of stuff we've talked about before and pointed out before. So it's... it's but you know, it's still worth talking about. It's, it's, it's going to shape people thinking this is really going to be. And of course, it's more of the same. But at the same time, the way they're blowing this up, all out of just the biggest mass shooting of all time, blah blah blah. And you already got people that are just. Um, Nervous Nellie's over all this stuff, and this just furthers it. And then you got Republicans in control. Of course, politics is fake stage, and it's, it's a it's a it's a big show. But at the same time, you know you got the so-called Republicans in control of the House. You got the Republican president. So I, I'm thinking, well, this is a perfect time to bring in some kind of big gun control bill. You know. I was just looking at the Dover trial, which is about intelligent design, and then they had a a, a circus trial around that. And I was just looking at that stuff with the Scopes trial. I was kind of looking into that stuff recently, and, and then I was like, oh, of course they had a, a Republican judge to rule on that, naturally. And it's like, um, so what that does, it's like... Um, Oh well, so it, the the case must have been so heavily weighted to the other side because certainly a Republican judge wouldn't have voted in favor of uh, evolution over intelligent design because he he said he'd obviously but but the weight of the evidence must must have been so powerful that it forced his hand. Yeah, and so that's so I can hear the I can hear the story already. It's like oh we know that Trump is pro Second Amendment and but but. And, and, and it's a Republican-controlled Congress, but it's, it's just, I mean, this is so far over the top. We have to do something, Matt. We have to, we have to pass these laws, and, 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 and it just forced Trump's hand. He, there's nothing he can do because the, the time is now. We have to do something had to be done. 
and it was like the Republicans had to do it. They had they had to because it's it's so the need is so overwhelming is what we're trying to say. <laughs> That's I can hear it already. I already know the the script. It's like um, yeah. Huh. Yeah, like get out. Do something. What's that? Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just. I could hear it already. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh no! I thought I heard somebody else try to chime in. Yeah, it just gives them the out. You know, like you were saying, re- Republican in office. So it's, it's got to be the other way, but. No, the evidence is, you know, it's the biggest mass shooting ever, so what's he to do? Yeah, there was nothing else he could do. He had to pass gun control because the need is so pressing. He had to admit that the that the gun control advocates are right, finally, for a mass shooting ever. I don't even know how you logically go about taking everyone's guns, though. I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I <laughs> I do think that they're going to bring out something, and it's going to probably maybe. Uh, John was telling me that there was a PTSD bill signed after Virginia Tech under Bush. Maybe it'll be something that will expand that. So if you have any kind of diagnosis of any kind of thing related to mental health and you'll be prohibited from buying a gun, something like that, something along that lines. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't foresee like door to door confiscation or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be some kind of legislation probably. And this was passed or is it just like in the books? Oh, they already have some. Yeah, they already have something ready to ready to go. I'm sure, and they'll pass it under Trump. Looks like we got Rich Destroy up in up in this MFR. What's going on, man? Uh, Not too much. Not too much. Just enjoying the conversation. (laughs) So you think uh, when? When, when, well, if or whatever happened, what do you think all the the big Trump people that are oh Trump Trump loves your guns and loves your freedom and all that? You think they're gonna turn? You think they're gonna just go with it? What what are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, they're gonna pass gun laws. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, but the, all the people that love Trump and and go on about how you know he loves your guns and he loves your freedom and all that, like. Do you think all those same people are going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, Trump had to do something, or do you think that they're going to they're going to turn and and? I think it'll be like, the same thing uh-oh. it is every damn presidency. You know, it's like <laughs> everybody just shuts the hell up after a while. You know, you got the people that hate the president, and you got the people that yeah. loved him, and you know they he don't do anything he was going to say or he said he was going to do, and. Everybody sure, shuts sure. the hell's up and struggles through it. Well, it's still early on, and I mean, I, I from some of the conversations I've had with people, like, I mean, people are still going. Well, you know, he he hasn't even been in that long. Just give him some time, and and you know that kind of thing. 
So I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm thinking out like how, 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 if what you're saying does come about, Chris, which I can imagine it would. I agree. I, I'm sure that there'll be legislation to be made. Um, but I, I just, I'm wondering what the, what the big Trump people that think you know he's he's the first. Uh, you know, president to break out of the <laughs> whatever the 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 trend of presidents that that a lot of people seem to be aware of. You know, that people think Trump is you know different. You know, they they might acknowledge that there's control and everything from uh, you know that that in in that seat of power and whatever. But no, Trump. You know, he's different. You know, he 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 had to overcome such odds and and. and <laughs> And all that kind of thing. So I'm just, I guess I was just wondering what you guys thought if uh, if they would they would just go along with it and and excuse it, or if they would be like that son of a bitch. He traded, you know, he 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 uh, he turned his back on us, and you know, or what, you know. Uh, probably some people will. Some some people will still drink the Trump Kool Aid, stay on the Trump train. Some will jump off. It doesn't really make that big of a difference. Um, and then the ones that jump off, a lot of them probably get back on later. True. Um, it's just like this NFL, this NFL boycott, this ridiculous nonsense where people are taking each the national anthem, and they're saying we're going to boycott the NFL. It's like, yeah, you, yeah, you probably will for like what three weeks until this is all, well, it's forgotten now because we have the shooting, right? Super, so, yeah. That's out of the news. That's out of people's minds. So they need some NFL to take their minds off the shooting now. So that'll be all. I saw that video of Trump making that speech about that whole NFL thing. And I was like, this is just a commercial to make the liberals watch the football and get upset over who does or does not knee or whatever the fuck. Like, how can you not see that right off the bat? It's just a commercial. It was a commercial for the NFL. And it's like, for, for them, it's like, okay, you can either do the right thing, whatever the right thing, you know, quote, unquote, right thing, and make the players take a knee, uh, stand up or, you know, they're fired. I'm getting that close. Oh. Yeah, I just unmuted, uh, I just unmuted unknown. Oh. So you got you to echo unknown. So if... Uh, you can resolve that and uh, hit hit star eight <clears throat> if you want to talk. Okay. You know what I'm saying, though. It was, yep. like, it, was, it was like a commercial for the people to watch it and start getting upset. And then uh, on YouTube, they have all the disgruntled NFL fans that are burning their uh, uh, football jerseys and stuff in protest and of the NFL. Season tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they burning their <laughs> season tickets. Yeah. yeah. Season tickets are. Which I don't know what that I don't know what that does. I mean, they already spent the money for it. So. I know. Well, that's what exactly what I was saying to somebody I was talking about this with. I was like, who who in the end of that who 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 are they who are they sticking it to uh, except for themselves? Like, I mean, that's your money. I mean, I don't know. That, that, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, sure they won't get your you know drink money or food money or whatever else you spend, but. <laughs> I guess. But and he went through the expense of all that, and then you just burn them. I don't know, man. Well, whatever. I get yeah. You got money. There, to spend whatever snaps people out of the 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 their uh 
I don't know. They're they're big. They're bread and circuses there, right? Like their whole football nonsense. All that crap. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, like the people. I don't know. You know, like it's like a common thing I see at like businesses and whatever banks and things. You know, wear your 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 football jersey on Friday and. And I don't know, just all the hype that goes with it. People are so into it, and and I see people in my neighborhood, like, you know, there, there's a few houses anyway where uh, there's guys got like a big TV in his garage and sitting out on Sunday. Like yesterday, I was, you know, see, I seen a couple of people sitting out there in the garage, the the, the football game on and and everything, and like that's like. Just people dedicated to it so hardcore. So whatever wants to, you know, whatever's going to snap them out of that for a couple of weeks, I'm okay with. Yeah. But yeah, people are really getting upset about. I don't even really. I don't even see what's so offensive about it anyway. That they're they're they they have this so-called protest where they they take a knee during the national anthem. I mean, that's like, I, it's not like they're pulling out an American flag and burning it or something like yeah. that. I mean, is it even, that is that really that offensive? But Dude, I, I haven't put my hand over my heart or sang the anthem since I was in, like, middle school. And I, I forget what it was that triggered me on that, but, you know, it's like, I, I I understand, you know, if you got a protest against it, I, I understand, you know, the whole Americanism thing in the first place. But um, I, no. it's, just, it's all about the reasoning, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I've just always felt weird about that. You know, every okay, now everybody put your hands over your heart. We're going to sing this song. Nobody knows anything about this song, but here we go, and a two and a three, you know? <laughs> I've ne- I've never actually done that, to be quite honest. I've never uh, never put my hand on my heart and did the, the yeah. flag and, and all that stuff, not even when I was, like, a little kid. So. Yeah, growing up, I you know, I played baseball a lot, so, you know, you got the whole, like, Little League pledge and everything like that. So I imagine I did it during that, but there was a point yeah. in time where I – Woke up to that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, my reasons are probably a little different. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't because I was just so aware and, and, and whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I, well, I was I was actually uh, my family's Jehovah's Witnesses. And so uh, the, if you ever had a kid in your class that wasn't, you know, pledging allegiance, that might have been why. Um, so I was one of those kids. And so that was, uh, yeah, I was, I never, I never had the, uh, you know, I, I've never taken my hand to my heart for the flag in the morning. <laughs> right. Into that uh, right. Like, uh, Bill, uh, McCracken's in the chat saying, uh, oh, I put a link to this, uh, wiki pro- prostration. Yeah. I was, I was, um, when I, when I saw that, I was thinking about that earlier. It's like, okay, they take a knee uh at the national anthem well that um i don't know if you guys talked about that i i jumped up and went to the bathroom real quick but uh uh the the taking of a knee is like is is like a sign of 
typically it's associated with um, showing reverence, uh-huh. right, and yeah. worship. And it's like uh, you bow before the queen when you're knighted. That you do it just like that. Right. You, you take a take a knee, yeah. But yeah. the well, store, well yeah. what I was saying was it didn't. I don't even see what was disrespectful about it. It doesn't. Even, I mean, if if you're saying that that's your protest, I mean, shoot, that's is that even disrespectful? Yeah, it's funny how, it's, it's funny how they do it. They do it with uh, something that's typically identified as reverence, yeah. showing reverence or worship. Yeah, I hear you. That's, yeah, I thought that sure. was interesting. It's like, but then it's, and then I got to wondering too. It's like. Oh, is this going to be worked around and 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 to to eventually at some point in the future that everybody will be kneeling during the national anthem? So it'll get you one step closer to just full blown outright worship. That's like I, I don't know. That's what's that's what's going on here. Or I I could kind of see it maybe where it's yeah. like that that becomes a new tradition. It's like oh, and then so they start dialogue. So you know how this shit gets going, you know, as people start, you know, having a quote-unquote conversation around this issue, and then they'll say, oh, yeah, well, actually, it's more reverent to put a knee, and it's like, and then, and then pretty soon, they start doing that regular, that would, that wouldn't, that would surprise me, and then, and then all, everybody, in, you bring, you, oh, you could bring, like, a little pillow that has your favorite team on it to put your knee on the national anthem, or make Maybe yours has a flag on it, and then yeah, you, put, you put your little custom pad that you buy. You probably, yeah. they probably charge you what thirty bucks for one. Of, yeah, and, but then you put your prayer, your, your kneel pad for the national anthem. The product, <laughs> yeah. oh man, I shouldn't say this kind of shit. Probably give them ideas. But like, um, <laughs> I think it's already they already have they're doing it. And it's already figured out. <laughs> I was just looking at the chat. Lynn is saying that uh, Francis Scott Key was a slave owner. <laughs> He's the guy that wrote the National Anthem. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's great. He's no, a good songwriter, yeah. too. Say, can you see... By the dawn's early light. We forgot to count it off so we can sing it together. Proudly we hail Two, three, the power. <laughs> and the rocket's red glare. Damn, you got the flare in there. <laughs> Bombs bursting in hell. What was that? Was that, that, a bomb? that was a bomb exploding. Bursting. <laughs> oh, that was bursting. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how that came through. I, I literally set a bomb off. So. <laughs> oh, you did. You had a bomb in. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny too about it, like how long it is. Like the all that's. I mean, that's just the what what you know gets recited at the sporting events, but like the entirety of of the whole national anthem, it's like it's pretty freaking long. From what I understand it gets racist real quick too. 
Maybe oh, really? so. I, I, it's been a while since I've looked over the whole thing, but wouldn't be surprised. Wasn't it rewritten because it had really racist stuff in it or something? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that. so. They just <laughs> they just stick to the preamble. <laughs> yeah. First phrase only. No. First verse. American American history is pretty whack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing. Yeah, I think it was Lynn too that was uh, brought up that the original. Yeah, you can look this up. Like the original American flag design yeah. was virtually identical to the British East India Company. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. It is. So. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, there is an gonna, interesting story in. Uh, um. Sorry, or were you about to say I didn't mean to cut you off there, Chris? No, I'm not going to do the national anthem. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't, I don't want <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stand and put my hand or, or kneel or do nothing or to the British East India Company flag. You know, no, I'll pass. Yeah, there, there. I was going to say there's a whole interesting story on on the flag and 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 all in. Um, was it Manly P. Hall's uh, death, uh, Secret Destiny of America? Oh, I can't, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even have brought it up because I can't really, I'm not going to try to explain the story in it, but, and I don't have the book handy, but, um, yeah, it's, it, 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 but it shows the picture of, of the flag, and it's just like what you're saying, it's pretty much exactly, you know, it's, it's basically exactly like the, East India um, Company flag, and but I don't know. There was a, a I don't know. It was just an interesting story about um, a guy, some unnamed man who dined with uh, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and all these guys, and had some pretty big influence um, on on you know their feelings on on what the flag was going to be and and all this. And they also, what also he was saying um, that uh, um, the lost my train of thought here. Uh, that the the uh, where was I going with that? The oh that um. Uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> now you're done. I'm having it. trouble formulating my right. thought here. But if I uh, was, uh, get get it more organized, Colonel Sanders' oh, so 16 original spices. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I want something out there, maybe help. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it actually sort of helped for a second. <laughs> um, that uh, he that. Uh, Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. So where uh, then, then when when they had the official, you know, ceremonies or whatever, or or the you know official the official announcement of of the war being won and and and, and all of that, or that that when they raised the flag, or I I don't know if the war, not when the war was won, but when when it was pretty much concluded or whatever. 
and and when they raised the American flag for the first time, the the British soldiers like saluted it or something, and and, and you know basically like they were cool with it. It's not, there was something like oh, that. Right. I, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I would pull the book up right now. I just I had actually lent it out to someone, so I don't have it handy to to. Because it was the um, British East India Company flag. That's why. Right. And, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This and, a, it's not the secret teaching of all ages book, right? You know what? I have no, no. I'm. Uh, it's a combination book, but I believe this portion is from the the uh, secret uh, destination of America. Oh, okay. Pretty But yeah, I just found that really interesting that you know they, that they would. Uh, oh wait, you know like oh this flag. Okay, this is cool. Well, we can we can get behind this. <laughs> like, well, it was officially certified by the Queen or King. You know. And, yeah. 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 Yep. The Secret I, Destiny I, of America by Manly P. Hall. Yeah. Secret Destiny of America. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can definitely uh, uh, back that up once I get my book back or whatever. If, if that need be, I, I can I can definitely verify the page and and all that kind of stuff. If anyone is doubting that, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, some people definitely. Well, the, the, the person that I lent it to uh, does, doesn't think that there's any, that doesn't mean anything like, you know, fly, like all, you know, the flag being so similar in design. Just, I also even tried to make the argument, well, do you think that it's the flag, online. what's that? You can get free PDF online. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tried to, you know, make the argument that well, do you see the the similarity in the Australian flag and and the British flag? Do you think that could be significant toward anything? <laughs> you know, and, which I couldn't even get that. I couldn't even get him to agree on that. You know, so yeah. Well, they're they're officially a Commonwealth. So. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, but yeah, that was this person didn't even concede to that idea. Yeah, people are fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, we never were uh, separate from mm-hmm. England or what have you. It's just not true. Yeah, I was sitting here trying to trying to call up that uh, post I did a while back about the yeah. Uh, Harvard professor. He wrote a book about it and. The, the Revolutionary War, and um, it sort of it, it comes across sort of like a revisionist. I don't know. I don't know if it falls into that category, but it's like for somebody like a Harvard professor. It seems like um, I don't know what, what he's doing talking about this stuff, but he's basically pointing out that you go back to the writings of the so-called founding fathers and the people around the day during the Revolutionary War that um, the idea that they were against King George is just not true. So they, they were against um, Parliament, which there had already been a war previous, 
in in Britain in England Britain um, that uh, over over Parliament and the and the and the and the problem they had was not with King George it was actually with Parliament so it's like well that's the, leaves the question open like what so so the Revolutionary War wasn't fought to get out from under King George and the and the and the monarchy and all that well then. Does it, doesn't that mean we're still under it? And then, of course, you can go to the, what is it, the Treaty of uh, Paris, and then um, for uh, what seventeen was it seventeen Treaty of seventeen eighty three, and then it's like um, basically kind of laying out how you know it's like so who footed the bills for the colonists to come over here? Well, it wasn't at King George, and then. So it's sort of this business venture, and it's kind of all laid out there how the debts and everything are going to be repaid back and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, so America is a corporation, and in 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 a lot of respects, it's just a it's just a business venture by the monarchy to uh, kind of expand out. And uh, America is incorporated because a lot of people have pointed that out. And like we were talking about earlier, the original flag was the British East India Company flag. I think that's very relevant, and uh, so the idea that America is a corporation, it's a business venture by the King George. Uh, there's a documentation that says, you know, uh, how we're going to arrange repayment of the debt and all that stuff, and it's been going on to this day. And we've always been a, a, a crown corporation, I guess, is what you would characterize. What 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 the the legal fiction known as the United States is in reality. I, I think that's probably a more a correct assessment that it's a actually a crown corporation. It's a it's a corporation that was set up by the crown, uh, and then it presents itself as an independent um, nation, but it's not. That's just a PR uh, aspect of the whole. Um, Farce. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's, there's plenty of arguments, you know, or plenty, plenty of ways to make that argument. You know, I, I, people that can't really get their mind around that are just too indoctrinated by all the mythology and, and whatever that supposed to believe in how, how it all, you know, why it happened, how it how it happened, and all that nonsense. It's really not even. I don't even like. They were saying. I mean, it's not. It's not even a complicated thing. It, it, it really. It, it's. It is in some ways, but I mean, it's pretty, pretty cut and dry. I think. Well, I'll put this. Uh article from aamorris.net where he's got all this laid out just what i just what i was talking about okay definitive definitive treaty of peace 1783 all of that good stuff there yeah the president is like a mascot he doesn't really run anything Well, I don't know about that. You don't think so? (laughs) (laughs) He's got a mean golf swing. 
Yeah, yeah, he definitely he probably picks his golf schedule somewhat. Or, uh, definitely, uh, definitely in charge of what kind of uh, soft drinks they got in the playhouse uh, kitchen. Probably picks that. Yeah, I don't know. I probably pretty pretty important decision. Picks his tweets. His tweets. <laughs> Self-pick, yeah, I'm sure he decides what time he goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets to decide what, he, what time. Yeah, so he doesn't have a Secret Service guy telling him it's time for bed, Mr. Trump. Fresh teeth. <laughs> well, by that point, he's so, uh, he's so out of it with all the, the poison that they're slipping to him. You know, he's pretty much drew right. around himself anyhow. So. <laughs> we got to have John on here to do Alex Jones talking about the uh, knockout drops in his Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I found it. It's, uh, oh, I found it and I lost it again. That sucks. Um, the Royalist Revolution. That's the name of that book. Oh, okay. Let's check that out. So it's by Eric Nelson. And uh, yeah, Harvard University Press. Mm. Generations of students have been taught that the American Revolution, the Royalist Revolution. And it says generations of students have been taught that the American Revolution was a revolt against the tyranny. Uh, it is this revisionist account. Yeah, that's revisionist, yeah. Eric Nelson argues that the great many of the founding fathers, quote-unquote, saw themselves as rebels against the British Parliament, not the Crown. The Royalist Revolution interprets this patriot, uh, patriot campaign of the 1770s as an insurrection in favor, of royal, in favor of royal power, driven by the conviction that the lords and commons had usurped the just prerogatives of the monarch. <laughs> Just so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and there's some stuff out there. It's pretty interesting to listen to this guy. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Eric Nelson. I'm going to zonk out, boys. What's that? I'm going. To, I'm gonna zonk out. I'm heading off. All right. All, All right, man. Thanks. Good talking to you all. Thanks for calling. Good time. Yeah, you too. All right. Have a good one. Good night. Okay. Night. So I got um, contact requests from your buddy Josh there. Josh oh yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So. Uh, so it's a, you guys are gonna. Should be a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about evolution theory. So he's pro evolution theory, oh, and yeah. uh, he wants to set me straight on the science. So uh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess cool. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna tell you how it is from his perspective. I guess so. I think to tell be honest, me, though, tell me tell me how to the cabbage. <laughs> I think I, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I think you'll probably be the first person to ever really um, 
have like uh, I, I don't think he'll be used to the argument that he's going to get from you. I guess I'll. <laughs> uh, does he like to argue it a lot? I mean, has he gone on uh, any other kind of debate or anything? Nothing. Or is he nothing like, kind like, of, like, oh, just from kind of keyboard. Going online and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, hopefully the guy is kind of open-minded, but you're saying um, it's probably not going to be the case, huh? Um, I mean, in some ways, he, he, I, I, he might be in some ways with some things, but not mm. really. <laughs> Overall, yeah. no, not really. <laughs> And with this, uh, I, I mean, this is something that him and I, we don't get into it uh, too often, but over the years, like, oh, it's certainly been a conversation and just, it doesn't, I, I you know. I, but I, I, I also, I'm not as well versed in, in it as you are. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I have, it's really not something I've dove into very much, um, but I mean... Uh, you know, I, I, I think I probably give him better arguments than a lot of other people. Um, but I really, I don't, it's not even, it's not my cup of tea to, to get into. Yeah, well, um, the only way that I could possibly see this going would be, wait, I, I'll just make a prediction that it's going to kind of end up like it, like, like that um, debate I had on the atheist experience where it's kind of like, <laughs> I know this is true. And I know that people who doubt it are dumb. So the only thing that I can say, because I can't articulate it in my own words is for you need to go read right. and then you'll know. And it's like, I, I, I thought that's, was their answer was uh, I, I couldn't ask for a better mm-hmm. um, confirmation to my my position, which would be like, yeah, it's, it's it's like a religion. And so basically, they're telling me to go look at the holy text, and then I'll I will if if I'm smart enough. So that's kind of like the same kind of parallel to being worthy as you know. Like you read the Bible, and if you have the if you have the Holy Spirit, you know you'll be, you'll be able to have discernment, and understand that it's for real. It's like if you're if you're, but their criteria is that if you're intelligent enough, then you'll be able to absorb the words of the great scholars, and then you will come to faith in the Darwin. But you got to you you have to go read, and and you maybe you have to go get your PhD. That's what they told me. It was like. Yeah. Uh, so I, I yeah. just pointed out to them, it's like, wow, how close is this to religion? So you're telling me to go read something some some dude wrote that I don't even know, and uh, and then like if I'm smart enough, I'll I'll come to faith. And it's like, no, I was, I was trying to get them to explain in their own words how it's like, okay, you know, I was asking, okay, what's empirical as far as this claim goes, and um, so they got. They just got pissed off. It's like, well, if there's nothing empirical, just say it, you know. 
that's that's okay. I mean, not necessarily everything that exists in the in the you know as part as part of the uh, so-called material realm doesn't necessarily have you know like you can't see radio waves for instance you can see the right. results of them but you can't it's like evolution theory you know you can't but you you can come out and just admit that there's nothing empirical about it it's just it's just based on uh you know what else they can't see the poison that is right now in Donald Trump's diet coke okay <laughs> If we were able to catch one of these liberals actually trying to poison the the president, we could present it to the general public, and everybody would see that this is a liberal conspiracy against Donald Trump. <laughs> that was a great segue. It's like, uh, yeah, Alex Jones will do that for real too. Like, totally segue off into something. But uh, is it? Uh, no, we were talking about this, John. On email and uh, and I was saying because uh, I was asking like uh, well yeah or, or you were saying like well yeah wouldn't Roger Stone and and some of his close associates there at the White House or, or Steve Pachinik kind of clue him in and I was saying well no because they're they're on the Diet Coke too like Jones <laughs> Jones is the last man standing he's like well, the only one on on the Diet Coke speaking of being the last man standing. You guys need to buy gold right now. I'm not kidding, folks. I mean, we're in a crisis. The dollar is tanking currently. You need to get gold. You need to get right now. You need to call Midas Resources right now. 1-800-787-2237 right now. Get on the phone. Talk to Ted Anderson. Talk to one of his one of the uh, great affiliates up there. They can get, get you the best prices on gold and silver right now. Um, gold is just at an all-time high, and it's only going to get worse. And when I say worse, I mean the dollar's tanking. That means gold's going to go up. So you need to get in gold. Hey, you know what? I've got gold stashed all over my house. I'm not even selling it. I'm not even trying to make money off of it. I'm just keeping it because, you know, I know the end's just around the corner. I mean, this is this is it, folks. I can feel it in my gut. <laughs> oh man. And and the and the, the survival the shoes. Silver. That will that will be the way of the future, not nothing digital or anything like that. Well, well, see, um, nothing happened. Remember, Richard, you said your friend was uh, getting ready to head for the hills there. Yeah, um, yeah. Nothing happened. Nope, nothing did. Nothing, nothing happened. But today, in fact, he was talking to me about uh, about what you were just talking about, <laughs> about the dollar and, and gold and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, tell, no. tell you know, you can tell them. You could, I'll even disclose personal information. I have an, I have a gold IRA from Midas Resources. Oh, okay. I do from, from way, way back in the day, way, you know, a long time ago. Um, I had an I had an IRA that was in stocks and I switched it over to gold uh, prior to the 2008 crash and it went up for a while and then it went back down. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all the elites are buying up all the gold and they got to keep it artificially down so they get a good price and then after the crash and all that, then it's going to 
that's when it'll really you'll see the value. <laughs> it's always like that with the gold. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I say, I say, get survivalist shoes at survivalistshoes.com. They're hermetically sealed in container, hundred pair of shoes that never go out of style. You just need those. I mean, Doctor Bill Duck's uh, Paleo Extreme. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it's powder format, so it stays stays fresh, sealed containers. And Wait. you know, when you mix it with liquid, it gets it gets absorbed by your cells better, like the rhino, the ground rhinoceros horn. It absorbs into your body cells easier. It's bio, bioavailable. Uh, Serengeti plain grass. It's got that in there. And, and where else are you going to get that except in the Serengeti plain? <laughs> what else did you say? Uh, shredded gazelle carcass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything else is like micro crystallized. We're laughing. <laughs> The thing is, is we're laughing about this stuff, and I know Richard's listening to Patriot Radio. Maybe some people out there um, are uh, expatriates of expatriate radio. Um, <laughs> um, but but the thing that we're doing with those uh, with our uh, joke commercials, they're not really that far off from real commercials. That's what's so funny about them. I, I mean. I I personally think that those commercials are really fun, funny. You know, me doing the voices and the dialogue, and Chris doing the production. Um, I think that you could go to GCN's, uh, you know, their, where they're broadcasting, and smuggle those in there, like into their uh, ad hopper, and they would they would never, <laughs> like they would just run them. That the one you just played awesome. earlier with the. The one that you just played earlier with the seed pack, we did that like what a couple of years ago, and yeah. um, <laughs> and like everything, like the music, like the way that my my inflection with the voices is exactly like a real GCN commercial for, I think it was seeds or what did or it was like for maybe it was for um. Like a like storable food or something. There used to be a guy on there, he, and he had that voice like, "Don't get caught when the end is near. Go to survivalist no. yeah. impact today." Yeah, it would yeah. sound just like that. Yeah, exactly like that. It's like, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're we're able to pull that off because we had that just hours and hours of Patriot Radio back in the day, where it's just like. Uh, and they run so many commercials, they just get just pounded into your head. So and you're it's just the like, same yeah. commercials for every show. So it's like even if you're listening to a different show, it's like always the same commercials over and over again. And so that's why if anybody listens to the audio stream, which I don't bring up often, but uh, there's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week stream. I just hoaxbusters call on audios. And then I, I have an ad hopper that I put the ads in there. So it's just like GCN. It's gonna it's gonna bombard you with those freaking ads, man. You're gonna get. But I I think they're funny. Much better. Ads. I mean, they're not. Yeah, I hope they don't get too. I mean, 
they're going to get kind of a bit repetitive maybe. But see, we got three hours of no ads, and then maybe I'll put one. See, I've been putting them in the middle, but it, it runs them automatically on the stream, so I can't really control how I, they'll they'll play every third audio or something. So yeah, I try not to. I, I, I don't I don't ever listen to the stream. Do you? Did you put our GCN ads on there? Yeah, they're all on there. Jay's like ads the, and the Midas ads that we did. Everything that we've done, I've I've uploaded into the hopper on the. Hi, hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you heard about gold? It's like the only reason I know that inflection in his voice is because I freaking heard him do that ad four hours a day every day. <laughs> but see, no, it's Metalhead Ted, and he's good. <laughs> It's got some. It's got some heavy metal music, proper just, heavy metal music. I just then, had a, yeah. a a thought cross my mind. I wonder how many people at the concert yesterday were wearing uh, some blue diamond gussets. Oh yeah, <laughs> could have been quite a few. People like a, the so survivors, the guys who survived, they obviously yeah, were the, wearing the blue that's diamond what gussets. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. With the Kevlar protection. <laughs> with the, with the. Diamond gusset in the crotch, where you need it most. <laughs> yeah, uh, that. Richard, did I? Tim Tim Kelly. I was, I was talking about that Black Angus commercial in one of the last talks, and Tim Kelly went and found it. I know I sent it to Chris. Did I send that to you, Richard? You didn't send it to me, no. But yeah, I, I remember you talking about it. Yeah, you got to send I'll, that. I'll, I'll forward it to you, Chris. Chris, you can put me play the audio at the end of the call. <laughs> Of uh oh the black Angus one, yeah 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 that's a good one. <laughs> the, like I said, that guy has a similar voice to the diamond gusset jeans commercial uh-huh. guy. Yeah. Don't get road rash getting diamond gussets. <laughs> and they had that they had that song diamond gusset jeans. Oh yeah, there's a place down in Tennessee, right? Yeah, well, there's a place down in Tennessee where they make blue diamond gus jeans. They sell pride in every <laughs> pair. Diamond <laughs> Blue diamond gusset, got it. Others don't. Oh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. No matter what it is, Jones is telling me. You know what? To be honest, I don't even know what the heck a blue diamond gusset is. Do you guys know? (laughs) I'm joking about it, and I don't even know what it is. There's a place down in Tennessee. Well, they make blue diamond gusset jeans. They so proud in every stitch. I think these guys played at that country music festival. Put a diamond gusset in the crotch where you need it most. Blue diamond gussets got it. Others don't. He got the uh, a clip from Easy Riders. They're showing that, but they got that music. Diamond gusset in the 
Maybe they, they might have even had a, a Blue Diamond Gusset tent set up at the, the concert there. You buy one right there. Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I got that that guy, uh, the Dan um, Blitzkrieg or whatever, Dan Blitzkrieg or whatever his name was. Um, Blitzarian? Uh, what is it? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I found another picture that I'm pretty sure is him. I actually I emailed it to you, Chris. Um, so I don't know. Take a look at that and see if that's the same guy. But this picture, it's like with him and uh, a female, and they're they're like huddled down, like I guess supposed to be hiding, while everybody else is kind of just walking about. Like don't they don't look like they're taking for shelter, but these two are. And then in the background is you got the Luxor with the you know the big pyramids and and then the obelisk. <laughs> so I just thought that was pretty funny. That it's like the stage-looking picture uh, of them hiding and, and yeah, good backgrounds. And stuff. Oh, yeah. Let me. Uh, I was gonna try to. I tried to put it in the chat, chat but I couldn't. I, I you can't upload a picture, I guess, into the chat. I'll put a link to it. I think I could. Uh, looks, yeah, it looks like him. He probably did go around posing for photo ops and stuff. Right. Yeah. That would make sense. Nothing. Nothing tells you uh, you're in danger, like, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, he's wearing and, blue diamond gusset. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. I'm gonna go through sure business is on the thirty third parallel. Hey so proud never stitch. <laughs> Let's see, uh Yeah, I got it here. You said that Mandalay Hotel is on the thirty third parallel? <laughs> Just so happened. And he was on the thirty second floor, so does that mean he rose to the thirty third level? After he he killed himself. Oh, need to right. Yeah, we need to get um, we need to get Scott Onstott to examine the architecture of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you, it's really awful. (laughs) From personal experience, it's really cheesy. Oh, yeah? Did you stay there or something? Oh, Mandalay, yeah. Awful. I've never stayed there. I've been there, though. Yeah. Yeah, we walked around, uh, well, we walked around Vegas quite a few times. I've been in the Luxor, but um, the last time I was in Vegas, we walked around the Luxor for a while, just kind of with, I don't know, just, I guess, But guess what? But guess what they sell? Guess yeah. what? They have some good essential oils at Mandalay Bay, though, apparently. Oh, really? Hmm. T- uh, yes. what, 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 what kind? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a setup. No. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, the essential oils. No kidding, though. I mean, I got uh, I got that uh, essential oils. Well, you got one, too, didn't you, Richard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. I... I uh, I've been using them on. Uh, I put uh, I put them on everything. Put them on cracker. Put a 
drop a few drops of essential on a cracker and eat it. No, seriously, really? I got uh, okay. yeah, I got the kids and um, it's uh no, it's nice it's nice having those. Put them in the diffuser and uh, get the uh, uh, was that breathe easy? Do you ever use breathe. that one? Breathe. breathe. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I use that one. Uh, no, it's a my, really cool thing to have. And, yeah, and my I'm, wife I'm not just saying has, that to plug it. I, it, it actually is. Uh, they actually are nice. Oh, go ahead, Richard. Yeah, my wife. Um, yesterday, in fact, she she had her stomach was bothering her in the morning, and I was like, try the digestive uh, oil or whatever, and she did, and her stomach got better pretty quickly. So. Yeah. Yes, story. And my daughter my daughter was sick over the weekend. That's why we didn't do I didn't really have any time to do a call um last week cuz my uh my daughter got sick, but she was better in a whole she in a whole day and um used the digestizen um blend there that we got and uh yeah. And my wife makes her own oil blends and um yeah, amazing stuff. Amazing, you know, real, real good stuff. I got my drinking water here. I want to put a drop of lemon in it right now. And I've never, I've never had a complaint from anybody. I've never had anybody say, "Oh, this, these don't work." And you, you know, you're full. Of, you know, they, they don't say you're full of garbage. <laughs> no, really. I put the uh, lemon drop in my uh, uh, my my uh, dish soap. They use like a uh, uh, dish soap that's like uh, uh, it doesn't really have dish soap uh, that I wash dishes. I put a dish soap in a spray bottle and I got to dilute it. And then I put a dr- then I when I got this I put a drop of this lemon drop in there and uh, yeah, it's like clean like your dishes like helps with the uh, cutting the crud off of stuff. I mean, really does, man. I mean, like I'm not. Uh, I'm not exaggerating either. It's like really, I mean, yeah, it's nice. I'm going to put a drop in my drinking water right now. What was that here? It's one soap. It's like super, oh, yeah, you could put it in soap or whatever, but it's like super concentrated, man. Was it it put it in your Calben soap? Yeah, yeah, I use that Calben soap. no, seriously, I do. I have a Calvin. Uh, I know. I remember uh, you talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, if anybody want, wants more information about the essential oils, um, you can email me, let me know, and then we can talk about them. And, you know, if you email me and you decide maybe you're not interested, just let me know so um, I don't send you more than one or two emails because sometimes people inquire about them and then they don't respond to me. I I can take it. I'm a big boy. If you, if you don't want them, I'm cool with that. There are no hard feelings. So, but just let me know because a lot of people have contacted me about them. And when I send them a response, they don't respond back either way. So that makes it kind of tough for me. So, um, in any case, um, Chris likes them. Richard likes, Richard likes them. Yep. Lemon another, in my drinking water right now. Another another guy who who got a kid uh, listener Matthew 
uh, he liked him so he liked him and he also bought his brother a kit too so um yeah they're really good stuff it's like chris said it's highly concentrated really good for health got a lot of health benefits i'm not just selling them i you know really really don't even make that much money off of it at all so it's you know but a lot of people Oh, I was just going to say a lot of people in my personal life have, have been helped benefit, you know, had benefits after um, getting oils from us too. So, yeah. Uh, another benefit I can attest to is uh, rubbing a little lavender oil on on a on a, a two year old foot at night is, helps to put the eyes to sleep a little quicker. <laughs> You know what else helps? Rubbing the whole bottle on the entire child and knocking them out for days. That helps. <laughs> oh, yeah? Wow. Well, that could get a little pricey, I think, but yeah, I mean, we'll can, to try you, that you out. You can do that when, when they're four. When, wait till they're four. You'll see what Didn't uh, Dr. Ewan Cameron use that to knock his patients out, put them in comas, lavender oil? I don't think I don't think it was lavender oil. I think it was. Um, <laughs> wow. I think it was uh, something else with an L. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean seriously though, it's, an acronym. it's just nice stuff to have on hand if you're into that sort of thing. Like like the sort of thing meaning you like being healthy and like good smelling stuff, which who doesn't, you know? So. uh yeah. Then John, you're not making a million bucks off of this, or it's just you you, you sell you selling these and uh, making a little bit of money, and it's uh, just a really good thing to have around. You know what I mean? It's just to have these uh, oils and stuff that you could do different things with, and I don't know. I'm I'm a big I'm a big uh, proponent of stuff like this. You know. And then oh, while I'm thinking about it, what's the, the other guy that's got his little business, the the mushroom guy? I got a link to it, uh, Michigan oh, Mushrooms. Yeah, check out Chris's stuff, you know. Yeah, why not support support people who are, like, uh, got, yeah, the, got the good stuff, you know. If you're into that kind of stuff, my wife, you know, she's a she's really knowledgeable of all this type of stuff, too. So, um, obviously, Richard knows and uh, Chris knows that all send you recipes for all sorts of things, you know, household items and um, different type of health blends and all that type of stuff. And uh, it, it really, it really definitely helps out a lot. It's a, uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't make any money off of it. I just want people to do good. I just want them. I want you guys to, to do good on your deal and you're selling a good, a good, a good thing that's beneficial. And, and that, that's, that's what it's about. You know, just like, it's not a, it's a win-win situation. It's a win. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. But, uh, um, I was going to throw in too. Uh, I think Timmy mentioned something about mosquitoes last week, Chris. I think you said something on a call about mosquitoes getting in or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mosquitoes have been terrible around here. Tea tree. It is. What is it? Tea tree oil. Tea tree oil will cure your mosquito bites. 
well, isn't but there? Uh, Liz, oh, I thought there was something that uh, you know, makes it so they don't bite in the first place. Just sworn there was vitamin something. D, right? No, well, vitamin maybe D. that, but yeah. it wasn't oil. There's an, uh, there's an oil too. There's an oil yeah. blend. My, my wife, if did I send that to you, Richard? There's an oil blend that repels mosquitoes, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's what she saw then or something, but, yeah. Um, tea tree oil, yeah, also, this, is the one I, I, this is the one I, I sent you the other day, Richard, was that tea tree oil will repel lice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, huh. and it not only kills lice, but if you wash your hair with tea tree oil, like, let's say, you know, the unfortunate circumstance that one of your children, I've never had this happen to my children, but I know people who have, and then we've recommended this to them, is because they'll go to the store and they'll get the, the BS life shampoo, and then the you know the kid comes back a couple weeks later and it's got light, and the child has lice again. Tea tree oil, if you wash your hair with with tea with real tea tree oil, like the stuff that we have. It will actually kill the lice and it will keep, like, the lice won't even come back because of the the purity of the tea tree oil. Yeah, there's all these different uses for this stuff. It's just, it's just, um, it's like a, it's, it's like having a medicine cabinet thing. So, like, uh, yeah, having this stuff on hand is great, man. Tea tree oil is a natural an- antibiotic, and then, or um, same thing with, um, I mean, for anybody can go buy uh, cold pressed uh, raw organic coconut oil. That's antibacterial. Um, having having a coconut oil around is great. You put coconut oil on your. Uh, this is oh you know what? let me recommend this to somebody. Okay, so this stuff here. I've got the sunblock here that we just got. It's called Pacifica. Pacifica SPF fifty. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm taking the sun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Pacifica Radio Sunblock. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, this this uh, sunblock. If you find this Pacifica sunblock, dude, this works so good. I went to the beach the other day. I didn't get sunburned at all. Usually, I get like a you know a little bit crispy if I'm just using straight coconut oil because I don't use any type of sunblock, but then my wife found the sunblock. It's SPF 50 Pacifica. It's got coconut probiotic in it. And it's mostly zinc oxide. And there isn't any uh, bad stuff in it that I can see. Um, And dude, it works great. I did not get burned at all being outside. So, cool. so that yeah, is a great sunblock. I'm gonna write that one down too. <laughs> we um, 
another thing, uh, the tea tree oil. Um, um, yeah, another use, uh, nail fungus. I know that people, you know, yeah. some people tend to get that. Uh, well, my wife has, she had been using a tea tree oil for a while on it, and it seemed to get rid of it, but then it, it ended up coming back. Um, but now, since using the the ones that we got from you, uh, it seems to she's still using. It's pretty much gone, but she's still been applying it. Um, so just as one nail, really. But like she's just gonna keep applying it for a while, just to ensure that it's gone this time. But it seems to be more effective than than the 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 lesser superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a, it seems to, the tea tree oil seems to be uh, more potent. But there's another good use for it, I suppose. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I just got back. Uh, I take another break real quick. Yeah, the oregano oil. See, what's oh, yeah. the, there's like a lot of stuff in that kit. There's like oregano uh, oil. I I put a couple of drops in my. Uh, I have a spray bottle that I keep uh, vinegar, apple cider vinegar in it, and uh, then I put a couple of drops of that oregano oil in there, and uh, so that's uh, so. You, I take it, I spray it on my feet for, uh, then I don't get athlete's foot, keeps it, it's just spray some on there. Um, like people don't like, to, people say, oh, I can't do that because I don't like the smell of vinegar. Well, it, the smell, if you put the oregano oil there too, it smells like oregano. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it cut, takes well, like the, cuts that <laughs> vinegar smell down. Yeah. And then you got like pizza feet walking around <laughs> pizza, pizza feet, but, um, that's, there's a lot worse things. I mean, athlete's foot's a lot worse than pizza feet. Yeah. But, uh, but it's like, yeah. uh, I like the oregano works. oil. Stuff. It works. It, it's not, it's not a, it's not something that works halfway. It, it's like, it, it absolutely works. Like it's, it's super yeah. effective. Uh, just vinegar alone, but yeah, you put the, put the oregano oil and cuts it. It, it's, um, yeah, you don't have the, it takes the edge off that vinegar smell. Uh, yeah. which I doesn't, the vinegar smell doesn't bother me, but I put the oregano oil in there to make it even more potent. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, man, I, I think those oils are great. I just, I think they're great. Yeah. Uh, I, I like oregano and, oil a lot. I've been using that for a long time. I, even before I got, uh, the kit from John, like I, I was already getting oregano oil and I put it on anything, man. Like, uh, cuts or, or whatever, like, um, infectious type things, put a drop of that on, uh, and maybe a bandaid over it overnight, like the next day, you're t it's like a complete difference. Um, I've, ha I've had quite a few injuries that I've applied the oregano oil to and, and that stuff, uh, it's for sure it's a healer. Oh, so you can put it on cuts and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, all kinds of different uses for stuff, and it actually works. Put some drops in uh, at the orange drops in the laundry. Makes your laundry smell good, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, yeah, that that uh, uh, what is that? Why do I? It's it's the diffuser. Yeah, that thing is really nice. And uh, so you put the drops in the diffuser, and the diffuser kicks out some, like a mist, and then uh, it fills your house with the with the with the scent. And then there's the 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 oils that have the um, that help open up your breathing, the bre- the breathe uh, oil in there. And uh, I tried that out, and that man, that actually works really good. Uh, for any kind of like sinus uh, thing or kind of o- kind of open you up, you know, to especially if you hover over it and, and, and huff it. Yeah, in. yeah, good. Yeah, huff huff a little bit of that mist in there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> no, it's serious. Seriously, it's uh, you can feel it working like immediately. Yeah. It's not it's not a delayed reaction or anything. So it's uh, yeah, it's legit, man. Peppermint yeah. oil, that stuff is like, man, it's like really concentrated and really, uh, yeah, it's it's really good quality stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I like that uh, that that Calvan stuff, and I don't I don't think Jones uh, hawks that anymore. But yeah. I I bought uh, I bought the kit off of. Uh, um, that Calvin site and uh for soap and for uh dishwashing soap and stuff it's all natural ingredients it doesn't have all the stuff in it you know the chemical stuff right. and uh so that's a it's a good combo to have the the oils and the good soaps and then you can make them smell however you want them to smell change it up switch it up that's another cool thing too it's like oh i don't i don't want the the peppermint smell maybe i'll go with the orange this time knock knock some of that in there and your uh whatever configuration you're trying to make up so it gives you some variety right. so, so you got some uh variety going on yeah man I, I i i like that i like that approach a lot better um yeah hey you ever the peppermint oil uh too and you just made me think of it uh I I don't I don't remember what the heck it was, but just maybe a month ago, I had I had some nausea in the morning. Uh, I don't think I'm pregnant or anything, but I did wake up okay. feeling pretty pretty <laughs> pretty nauseous, and and which is pretty abnormal for me. It doesn't usually happen, but uh, yeah, I just kind of laid on the couch and and had my nose in the peppermint oil. It it it. it Definitely take away nausea pretty pretty quickly. I'd say I, I felt I did feel better after an hour or so. I was fine, but uh, yeah, it's it's great for nausea. If you ever have a sick stomach, just smell some peppermint oil. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's the closing up shop music coming up. Yep. I think we had a good good call, informative. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was good talking with you. Yeah, look, 
look forward to talking to your buddy uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, buddy, check that out. I'll post that up when we we uh, do it. Uh, if you're interested in an evolution debate, uh, it's the first. It's the first. I've been doing this call for how many years now, and uh, I finally got a a debater to debate evolution. So that's cool. Look forward to that. All right, man. Well, have a good night. Oh, you too, Rich. Take care, man. Thanks for calling in. Absolutely. All right. Let's see. Adam Miller. Thanks, man. Everybody in the chat. Uh, uh, non double nine sixty three empty vessel. Uh, Head Hedgy. Brigante. Hot Coat. Olivia, Rich Destroy, Side Girl, Map Chick. Map Chick, are you on the call? You never did chime in. Uh, an unknown. They had an audio configuration issue with Echo. So maybe you could try to call in next time, y'all. Want to engage in the jabber jawing. Uh, Hot the coat, thanks man. Cheers, Chris. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. Check out hoaxbusterscall.com. Check out the uh, post. I'll hopefully have this uh, posted up at least by tomorrow. The call with the link to the chat transcripts and so on and so forth, and the notes and all of that. May even. Get it up there tonight. Uh, yeah, check out the uh, check on the contacts. There's a contact that's drawn. You can ask them about it, the uh, essential oils if you're interested. Um, that's a really good deal. Um, yeah, check out the links on the side post. And donate if you want to donate. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, thanks again, everybody. And have a good rest of the week. Hopefully, talk to you next time. Take you later. with garlic, barbecue ribs, and your old Wild West onion, just $10.99. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.